Hello out there, this is the PlayStation Nation side quest. Uh, I'm here, uh, Andy, joined with my party member, Jason. How's it going, folks? And uh, we're here to talk about uh, RPGs, anime, stuff like that. Whatever else suits our fancy, I guess. And all kinds of tangents and stuff. Tangents, yeah. Star Trek podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a fun podcast, though. <laughs> yeah. I was just watching uh, DS9 right before we started. Cool. Well, we can talk about that when what we're watching, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, first, we're going to get some news, uh, what we're playing, and then uh, later what we're watching, some reviews, uh, maybe even a special guest for a review. Um, but I guess, jump right into it, uh, starting off with the first news topic. Uh, yeah. So, earlier today, actually, um, uh, Sony put out a list of the companies that will be attending the PlayStation Experience. So uh, PSX is December 3rd and 4th, I think it is, next month. And uh, so they put out a, a big list of, like, 50 different uh, companies, developers, things like that, um, that are going to be there. So there's there's a whole bunch of them, ranging from, like, Bandai and Capcom to, you know, EA, Devolver, Japan Studio. It's a pretty big, pretty big list of uh, companies. Yeah, it's like... Seems like I, I I recognize quite a bit of the uh, indies and stuff, and then like the big name ones like Double Fine. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of these definitely look like indies. Um, when I went uh, two years ago, there was definitely a big indie presence, a lot of you know single person with a game kind of thing. But I'm a lot really of big, big companies too. So I'm really wanting to play that um, Valhalla on. <laughs> The PS4. I wish they would hurry up and get that. Or is it PS Vita TV? I think it's on Vita. Yeah. I mean, like the VA11 nature. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. It spells but, Valhalla, but it's like all funny. Yeah, that game looks pretty cool. Yeah, that cyberpunk bartending game. I can't wait to play that. Yeah, I wonder if that'll be a PSX. Wouldn't be surprised. I played it at PAX in 2015, and uh, I am following them on the. Uh, on Twitter, and they're always got screenshots and stuff for the Steam release, and I'm like, God, when are they going to get this thing out? I really want to play that game. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, any any news you're expecting? The one thing I, that was interesting people were noting on there is that uh, the presence from uh, Japanese developers is actually kind of small. I mean, you've got Bandai and Capcom, and uh, a few... Sony first parties like Polyphony and, and Japan Studio, but um, like there's no Square Enix, there's no Atlas, so that that was kind of interesting. But, well, I, uh, I think they got they got big stuff coming already, and I I don't know. I mean, I guess they have other studios, but I couldn't imagine. Well, I mean, Square's got has to have their hands full with uh 15 and the 7 remakes. I don't know. I mean, I guess they could show up and make and give some progress or something. I don't know. Yeah, like that was the one people thing people were noting is like, well, the last 2 years we got big Square Enix news with Final Fantasy 7 remake and then last year they had the first trailer for the remaster or whatever. Um but uh the the list only says exhibitors, so it could be that, you know, no one from Square Enix is there, but they give them, you know, a trailer for the uh, press conference they do on the first day kind of thing. Yeah. So. They got Gorilla Games. And is that 
they're doing that RPG, right? The uh, Horizon, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I bet that'll be there. I wonder if that'll be playable. I was kind of wondering if they're going <laughs> to... Yeah, I was kind of wondering if they would have any kind of stuff on Killzone, or is that just kind of done in hiatus or something? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they have two teams. I, I think they have two studios. And the one studio just put out uh, rigs for PSVR. The other one's working on Horizon. But I don't know if there's two teams at the one studio. Um, I kind of think they only have one team. So they're probably only working on Horizon. Yeah. But yeah, that'll be an interesting one. I bet we'll, I, I guarantee we'll see some stuff from that there. Uh, if it's not playable on the show floor. No, I'm just, you're, you're, I, not, you're not planning on going, are you? I don't think. No, no. Okay, yeah. So I'm going to be there. I picked up my badge a couple weeks ago, and fortunately it's only like a six-hour drive for me. <laughs> That's pretty nice. Yep. Uh, yeah, I was, just kinda, I was just kind of looking through some of these, like Gung Ho. That They do that uh, Puzzle and Dragon, and what else do they really do for... They don't... And that's not on PlayStation yet. No, that's not on PlayStation. I don't. I'm not as familiar. I know. That, I'm pretty sure they do a lot of mobile games. So maybe they've got like a Vita game or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm. I'm curious. That kind of makes me curious what they've got. I mean, I because w- Vita's not really big right now, and I. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I was just trying to see. I'm sure, uh, oh, Ragnarok Odyssey. Yeah, there, there's some other games they do. I'm just not sure what their, all their stuff is. I just know they're huge on, uh, on mo- mobile stuff and, like, Puzzle and Dragons and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, we'll see. I mean, definitely have something there because they're on the exhibitor list. I'm trying to think what other, like, indies. Oh, there was a, an indie I saw two years ago. It's still not out. I mean, you don't think it is out. It was like a tactics RPG, but you were playing as, like, Power Rangers, only you were playing as Power Rangers who were playing as, like, you, like, on a TV set. It was, mm. it was really interesting. So it was like, you weren't, like, actually the Power Rangers. You were just the actors who were playing the Power Rangers, and it was a really cool game. I don't remember if that... That actually might have come out already, but... Because it was, like, two years ago that I saw it at PSX. But it was a really cool game, really cool concept and everything. I don't really recall that game. Um, there's another game I've been waiting for for a long time, and I can't I can't think of the name right now. But I had interviewed uh, the guy at PAX last last year, and it was kind of like a not really Zelda, but it was almost like a Metroidvania type game. Probably can pull it up real quick here. I have a oh, uh, I think it's called Chasm. Hmm. I'm was, not familiar with it. I was, I'm wondering if that came out already. I thought I saw that. It's a really neat game. I guess you could say it's more like a a random side scroller. And I know that I know that it had a seed and stuff that you could put in or you could share with people. And I I had like a um, interview with one of the developers. And it looks really cool, and I was really waiting on this game to come out, but I haven't seen really any news about it. I, I hope I didn't miss it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is the problem sometimes when stuff gets announced too early. Is 
Should end up forgetting about it by the time it comes out. <laughs> oh man, Yakuza got announced at PSX, didn't it? I wonder if we'll get any Yakuza data there. <laughs> well, they've that been. Would, that would excite you, I'm sure. They've been putting tons and tons of uh, Yakuza 6 stuff. Yeah. But this, I don't. T- Sega's not on this, is it? Yeah, Sega's not on the list, so I guess maybe not. Because <laughs> they're all. They're, I'm pretty sure it's going to depend on if Yakuza 0 comes out. But, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be complaining, of course, but. Yeah, it says it came out in 2016. That must been that must have been the uh, the Steam release, and they were hoping to come to uh, the console. So I just wonder if that, you know, whatever happened with that. I don't know. Maybe like pull up the screenshots and like take a look at it. It looks so neat. It's like a. I think he also said that it was all. Um, like pixel art stuff, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But I played like a little bit of it, or I, I think I, because I was um, kind of interviewing him, and or at least just recording me talking to him, so I could kind of remember from my write up. And uh, you know, I I had like another person playing there, so I could just kind of watch them play, and it looked really neat. Okay. Well. Maybe uh, maybe it's getting close. Maybe they'll be there. That'd be nice. I was trying to see. Um, well, he said they was they were targeting 2016 at the time. Uh, There's only a month and a half left of that. Yeah. I was trying to see who the developer is. Now, I guess I don't have it. I don't have all the development stuff listed. I was going to see maybe if they're on the list. Oh, is it called Discord Games? Yeah, Discord Games. Let me see if they're on that list. Mm, I don't see them. You don't see them? Ah, crap. Well, anyway. I guess there's always a chance that maybe Sony could be publishing it or something. Yeah, or like Devolver Digital, since they do a lot of the indie development, or indie publishing. I see Japan Studio. What, What do they normally do? Um, so, I mean, their big thing right now is Last Guardian. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, and then, like, they helped with, uh, Bloodborne, Mm -hmm. and, like, Puppeteer, Gravity Rush. Yeah, no, no. So, I bet Gravity Rush 2 will be there, because that got delayed, didn't it? It was, it was in December, but I think now it's in January, Gravity Rush 2. Yeah, I got that, (laughs) I I got that one on my pile of shame. I think it's still even shrink-wrapped, unfortunately. Oh, that's a good game. I love that game. I know. I, I've i actually... I got really far on the Vita version, and then I put it I put it down to do something else, and then I tried to come back to it, and I, I had to start it over because I couldn't freaking remember anything. <laughs> I hate that. I mean, I even was in that part where you... Um, I'm trying to think exactly what happens... You, you kind of go in these like little. Uh, I think they're kind of like shortcuts or whatever. You go through these like little rifts or whatever, and then you there's like these giant um, these two giant monsters in there, and they were really tough to beat. Mm. And I I beat I beat one of them I think, and I was trying to work on the other one. There was like two of them in this little area, and then when I started the game back up, I just couldn't remember anything. <laughs> So, 
And I had all the DLC and stuff for it. It was kind of kind of sucks. Was that yeah. stuff on the was that stuff on the disc when they re-released it? Yeah, it was. Okay. At least I'm pretty sure. I the the remasters on my shame of pile my pile shame, whatever. Uh but I did play the Vita version to completion. Even got the platinum. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, I, that was a just a really cool game. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of hoping they uh because, I mean, like, I thought it was really good, but there was definitely some some quirks on the combat that made it not as good. So I'm hoping they fix a lot of that stuff. And sounds like there might be some ability to switch between characters or something. So that, that'll be cool. I see Polyphony Digital, so that's the uh, the racing game. Yeah. Uh, Gran Turismo. Yeah, I don't know why. Just, somehow, every time I do a podcast, I cannot freaking remember anything. <laughs> Gary Johnson moments. Yep. <laughs> uh, let's see. Capcom. I'd really like to see something new out of Capcom, not just rehash stuff. I, was it Capcom or was it somebody else? There was someone who was saying that like, they considered remastering old content half of their business strategy now. It was, it was probably Capcom. Yeah, I think it was. Uh I guess they've they'll probably announce like another Street Fighter Five character there, and I don't know what else they would have. Yeah, They're finally I... announced Monster Hunter coming back to PlayStation. <laughs> oh, is it? No, I mean, is it gonna? Kidding. Oh, that'd be funny. I there was a Monster Hunter game that came to PS4, but it was like the MMO one that was also on like PC and everything. But other than that, it's been kind of. Stuck on Nintendo. I just could never... I still couldn't get into those games. I bought the one for the Wii... Or Wii U and couldn't get into it. But yeah. I, it's never quite my jam. I've heard that the last one was uh, much, much better. And so... I, but it just didn't compel me to pick it up, so... <laughs> yeah, so, I guess that's about it for PSX. Uh anybody else is there, be sure to stay say hi. Um, I'm pretty sure Glenn's going. I don't know if Josh is going yet, but uh, I'm sure the two of them will organize some kind of fan get-together. I know when we went two years ago, we ended up like having dinner, a bunch of me and the two of them and a few other people who were there. So be sure to be on the lookout for us if you end up going. And so uh, I just kind of I realized that this happened when I was... Uh, overseas, but the uh, Nintendo Switch was announced. Um, it's been quite a quite a while now, though, since that was announced. Yeah, it was a couple weeks ago. But in fact, it might have been after our, or before our last episode came out because last episode got delayed a bunch after we recorded it. But, yeah, um, but yeah. So, what are your thoughts on the Switch? Um. I don't know. I'm just kind of. I got kind of mixed feelings about it. Um, I I kind of knew. I mean, I've been kind of keeping up with the rumors, so I knew there was going to be some kind of detachable stuff. Um, I wasn't. I didn't quite really realize that they were going to have the whole thing in, like all the processing power in that thing, in the whatever the little detachable part. Yeah, like the screen part. Yeah, I'm not, and I'm not a fan of the new controller with the, uh, with the, um, not asynchronous, but 
uh, asymmetrical uh, control, like whatever the yeah yeah asymmetrical uh, analog sticks. I don't like that. But it's kind of the same as the Wii U Pro controller. Well, the uh, no those have those have the um, symmetrical sticks, but they're just kind of on the top, not on the bottom, like PlayStation. But they're I think they're pretty much still symmetrical. I didn't think they were. Mine is sitting on my entertainment center, and I can see it, but it's sideways, so I can't see where the sticks are placed. But <laughs> I could have sworn it was. Uh... Symmetric. It was that it was more like the Xbox style. No, it's 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 got the sticks up at the top right, or you know, the top outer oh, yeah. corners. Okay, you're right. I just I'm crazy. Yeah, and then the the new one's got that stupid like your right thumb is down and your left one's up. I I just don't like that. I don't like I don't like it for turning around and stuff to have them all disjointed and stuff. I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of disappointing, and I, I don't like the. It just looks too blocky and big. But they did have a. Um, it looks like there's like kind of like a pro controller for. For it, it's kind of a shame they couldn't just reuse the Wii U one. Yeah, you'd think. I'm sure it's a similar communication style, but. Yeah, well, reused so... old stuff when you can make people buy new stuff. Well, I mean, I think the Wii U is the first time they've ever. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure the Wii U is the first time you've ever been a, ever been able to reuse your like the previous controller, like the the whatever the Wii the Wii Wiimotes. Wii yeah, they actually work with the system, yeah. which was nice because I I had invested way too much in that stupid system when it first came out. And Wii U can even use GameCube controllers if you bought that adapter. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then although they... I think I think Smash Bros is basically the only game that uses those controllers. Actually, you might be able to play. Can you play GameCube games on Wii U? Uh, no. Okay. No. Well, never mind then. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I thought it was a pretty interesting trailer, and the thing I got about out of it is that they're kind of going back to aiming towards traditional gamers as opposed to trying to reach out for you know the the old folks and stuff like that like the we did and I, I can't really see carrying that thing around it looks just a little bit too large to really carry yeah so i don't know i'm i'm actually thinking about maybe not getting it and maybe because they, they've been doing this thing where they well maybe not so much consoles more more like handhelds so They'll release the first handheld with like really bad, um, lacking stuff, and then they'll redo it, like put in all the stuff they should have had. Like the D- the original DS didn't have a, a backlight, or was that the Game Boy Advance? The or Game whatever. Boy Advance didn't have one, and then the Game Boy Advance SP did. Yeah, that, that crap, and then the whole DS, and then they had the DS Lite, which was brighter. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. I was like, I, I was, I'm always mad because I'm like, man, I wish I would have waited. <laughs> <laughs> well, how many 3DS revisions did they have? Because they had the normal one, and then the extra large, which was the one I got, and then the new 3DS, and then there was a large new 3DS. Actually, yeah, they went reverse for America because we got the large three, new 3DS first or something, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah, that sounds about right. I'll probably not get one at launch, but um, yeah, it looks interesting enough. And I think the biggest thing comes down to hardware to software. Um, we didn't see a whole lot of support for the Wii U in terms of third parties. And Nintendo makes good games, but there's really like huge months of drought on even the 3DS. Like it feels like I go months between purchases, whereas on PS4 and Vita even. I'm a little bit. It's a little bit more consistent that there's a game coming out that I want to play. Yeah, their their development time is so long on this stuff. Like, it just yeah. seems longer than normal. Because I guess I don't know. It just seems like Sony's got so many studios, so they've got new stuff coming out. I mean, I I I don't think so much for uh, PS4, but I mean, I, I'm the PS3. They had like you know five or so studios kicking stuff out all the time. Well, yeah, that and with third parties that just weren't there. So it's we'll see where they go with with the Switch. I could be swayed if there was enough good stuff coming out at launch, but I don't know if Zelda's enough, and that's all we know about the moment. And I'm kind of bummed about that because um, I was planning on... I was really looking forward to that, too. And then if it's going to be on Switch and this, it's going to be another like Twilight Princess thing, I think. Like, you know, maybe the better it'll maybe it'll run better on the Switch. I guess I'm gonna have to see. I'll just wait and see what's the deal with it. Like, if it's no better on the Switch, maybe I'll just get it for the Wii U. I don't know. Yeah, I'm wondering how the Switch will compare to the Wii U since it's handheld and it's gotta fit in that smaller form factor and everything. I mean, I guess the Wii U is not all that powerful for compared to what we can get these days, but it does seem like maybe the uh, Switch might only be on par with the Wii U. I don't think so. I, I got the impression that it was more powerful. Yeah, it's just... I did too, but then again, all those videos they showed during the reveal were apparently faked. <laughs> oh, <it>? really? <laughs> they... they... Apparently someone screenshotted a spot, and there's a spot where you can tell that they, like, overlaid the screen over the actual uh, console. Because, like, they missed a spot, and it's, like, sticking over the guy's hand or something. Oh, really? And so afterwards, they're like, yeah, those were all just production. They're not actual... They weren't actually playing on the Switch. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's it's almost like a Killzone moment. Like, Killzone 2 moment, but... Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't know. It'd be kind of funny if it was playing on the Wii U and they just put it on that thing. Yeah. <sighs> that's, that's well. I'll see. I'm just gonna wait and see what happens. I'm. I wasn't really excited about getting another uh, Nintendo console anyway. I mean, it, it it would have all really depended on what they were gonna do. Yeah. And this is pretty much exactly what I thought they were gonna do. So I'm not really excited about it. Mm-hmm. So we'll just have to see what happens. I mean, I'd like to wait and see if maybe they come out with a smaller version or a slim or uh, maybe they'll enhance this original one in some way after a year or two, and then they'll probably pick it up then. Because mm-hmm. I waited, I think, a good three years before I picked up the Wii U, and I finally got one, I think, I don't know if it was like last year or the year before. Yeah, I ended up not getting mine until they had that that deal where you could get the uh, Mario Kart bundle with an extra game for free. Yeah, I got... That's when I got mine. 
I got the uh, Mario. I don't think I got the Mario Kart Kart one. I got the one that had the Mario 3D, and then I think it also had Mario Kart packed in or something like that. They had two games packed in with it or something. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Oh, I had Nintendo. It was Nintendo World and that, and I think I don't know. Maybe I just went ahead and bought uh, Mario Kart on my own. But I got it at like two fifty, and like it was like one of those um, Black Friday deals. And I waited and got it on Black Friday, and it was like the only store that had it for two fifty was the one that was like um, at Fred Meyer. It's a, it's like a chain, like it's a Kroger chain. Uh, they had it right by. There's one like right by my house. I can just walk there in like two minutes. So I, I think got I've heard of that chain. Yeah, it's owned by Kroger. I don't know if you ever heard of Kroger. I've heard of it, but I don't know if there are many in the area. Yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah, I walked over there and got it. And like for the longest time, you you couldn't get it for two fifty for a long time. They like right after that time they they increased the price again. And I I don't know if you can get it for two fifty now. Finally, if they've ever had a price drop on it, but. I was happy when I bought I bought it when I did because I got a, I think I got a pretty good deal on it at the time. Speaking of deals, I was reading online the other day that apparently uh, they're going to be selling the new 3ds for a hundred bucks on Black Friday this year. I was really tempted to do that too. I mean, I got I got the the first run new 3ds. That's like the I guess it's not really black. I guess it's kind of a charcoal gray or a cloud or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that new one looked sweet. It had like the Mario characters in there and everything. Yeah, I'm I'm rocking an old 3DS, so I was kind of tempted to do that, but I don't know if I'd play my DS enough to warrant it. Is it a pain in the butt? I'm sure it is because it's Nintendo, but is it a pain in the butt to move your stuff from one to the other? I honestly don't know. I haven't done it. I think if anything's on your SD card, you can just take it out and stick it in the other one. It's that's easy. But I think doing an account transfer, I think you only get a limited number of those, and I think you get to do some weird wonky stuff in order to do that. I don't know. That's what I'm hoping that with the Switch more than anything that they get that whole account stuff much better. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm sick and goddamn tired of that. Yeah, definitely. Um. And this is a prime. That's that's one of the reasons why I might hold off to play the Zelda until after that comes out, and I know what's going on, and maybe I'll just wait two years and buy it then or something. Uh, because if it, I mean, if they come out with the cloud storage and stuff, I might want to just have that. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of I kind of doubt they're even gonna ever have anything on par with Sony and Microsoft. I guess we kind of exhausted that topic. Should we move on to what we're playing? Yep, go ahead. So, uh, one of my more anticipated games of the year came out last, not last week, a couple weeks ago. It was uh, World of Final Fantasy. I've been playing a pretty decent amount of that. I think I'm, I don't know, like 12 hours into it or something. And, uh, I don't know, I think it's really good. Um, it's definitely near the top of my list for the year. Because, uh, I don't know, it's just, there's some, there's a really, like, charming aspect to it, uh, so it's kind of, 
it's kind of like a Square Enix take on a, a Pokemon game because hmm. there's a lot of you know. You're fighting against monsters, but then you can, like, capture them and you're, have them fight with you and everything. Um, but they'd make some interesting, like, changes to the Pokemon formula. Uh, for example, like, catching them, you have to, like, perform a special task in order to catch them. It's not, you know, just lower the health. So each one has a different thing you have to do. So, like, you might find a, an enemy that you have to uh, use a certain skill on them or, uh, you know put them to sleep or something like that, and then you can capture them. So it's kind of interesting to, in, in that way. I mean, it's it's a little bit occasionally annoying because sometimes you'll, like, come up against an enemy and it's like, oh, you have to use Berserk on this enemy. It's like, I don't have a character who has Berserk. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's it's an interesting idea. And then it's it's got an upgrade system kind of similar to, like, Final Fantasy X, where each uh, monster has, like, this board, and as you level them up, you can fill in nodes to get different skills and stuff like that so there's some really cool aspects to it and the story is kind of lighthearted and fun at the moment i mean i think there's some there's some tinges that it might go a little bit darker but uh, at the moment it's all kind of fun stuff and uh, there's a lot of puns Uh, i'm a fan of the puns there's a lot of jokes kind of making fun of final fantasy conventions stuff like that so oh and these are all like kind of chibi forms of the people right yeah, all of the characters are like the little chibi forms, except for the two main characters. They can switch back and forth between like the chibi form and the normal form. They call it like uh, giant form and lilykin form or something like that. Oh, so weird. Yeah, so the the reason that they have that in there is that um, the way that you bring in monsters to battle is you form stacks. So uh, each stack is three things, the main character and then two monsters, and they literally, like, stand on your head. So hmm. when you're in when you're in giant form, you have the main character on the bottom, and then a medium-sized monster on top of them, and then a small t- small monster on top of that. And then when you change into the little little form, little conform, then uh, the main character becomes a medium size, so you can have, like, a large monster below them, and then a small monster on top of their head. So they like literally stack up and stand on top of each other during battle, which is kind of funny. <laughs> um, and then they like combine all their skills together into one set. So like, if you stack uh, two fire monsters with one of your characters, and they both have the fire skill, then you get the Fira skill. Hmm. Uh, I guess there's other combinations, and I haven't really you know found a whole lot of them yet, but it's kind of cool. And then there's also like stability too. So like if your if your stack gets hit a whole bunch, sometimes they'll fall over, and then you'll end up with uh, each individual guy that you can control. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds, uh, you know, fairly innovative, I think. Yeah, I think it's kind of cool. Like I said, the the story's pretty fun. The characters are pretty fun, so... It's definitely one of my my favorites of the year so far, I think. Yeah, I I kind of didn't know too much about this anyway, because I'm not really a big Final Fantasy fan. I mean, I like the games, but I missed a lot of them, so I don't know any of these characters, and I was thinking, like, well, I'm not going to know anything about these people. Mm-hmm. So, it's, it's actually, probably not... It's, it's mostly a standalone story. Um, I mean, they pull in, they put in characters from other Final Fantasy games, but at the moment it's just like, okay, here's a character who looks like this character from another game, but they just look like them. They're not actually that character. At least the first one was... Some of the other ones, like, they have the personality and they have 
sly references to the game that they came from, but for the most part, they're you know meshed into the universe. Like you meet Tifa from Final Fantasy VII, and mm-hmm. she lives in a place named Niflheim, and it's like okay, so that's like from Final Fantasy VII, but she's not actually like the character from Final Fantasy VII. She just looks like it and then has references to it. So, hmm. so it's definitely it's definitely playable if you're not. Uh, big fan, Final Fantasy fan, but there's a lot of references and jokes that that are helped if you are a fan. Right. Yeah. One of the one of the like monster descriptions kind of talks about, hey, this is like it. This is like this in the other games, so we left it this way. Like they were make they noted that one of the character names was uh, misspelled in a previous release, and that's <laughs> why it's continued to misspell in in future games or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I did see that uh somebody somebody put like a little mashup like World of Pokemon and they have like the two Final Fantasy uh people on the game with one with that Pokemon what's his name? Uh the whatever Sam is it Sam Ketchum? Who's the main guy? Ash Ketchum. Oh yeah, Ash. He's got his hat on and they got the little <laughs> funky thing on there. Yeah. It's kind of funny. So I've been playing that a lot. And then uh talked about it last time, but it actually hadn't come out yet. So I've got my PSVR uh, the day that came out. So I've been playing a bunch of PSVR games. Um, I don't really need to go into a whole lot of them because there's not a whole lot of RPGs on it yet. I don't... Doesn't maybe lend itself quite as much to RPGs, but uh, you know, like Battlezone and Thumper and Headmaster are some of the games I picked up that are pretty good. Um, I've been overall pretty impressed with the technology, though. Like I had tried it before at uh, PSX and E3, and I think it's a it's a really cool technology. I think it's a cool way to play games. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily like. I want to play every game in VR because there's definitely times where it's like I don't feel like moving my head around and interacting as much, you know, where I just want to play the games on my TV. But for the yeah. games that it, it are made for it, uh, it's definitely a great way to add a dimension to some of those games. I mean, there was, like my my moment when I really wanted VR was when I was playing the Eve Valkyrie demo at uh, E3. And uh-huh. It's like, okay, you're playing a space shooter, and you look over your shoulder, and there's the enemy that you need to shoot. And it's like, man, that is perfect. It's like, you can't really do that without VR. Because, I mean, sure, there are some games where you can move the stick to kind of move your head left or right or whatever. But it's not nearly as uh, as immersive or as easy as turning your head to look at something in VR. So are most of these games kind of in the first-person mode? or Yeah. They... yeah. In, in general, a lot of the games are first-person. Um, I've kind of found there's a few different styles of VR games at the moment. It's like the first person where you're sitting in a cockpit of a vehicle, which is pretty common, especially mm-hmm. for uh, this. And then there's a few like first person where you can like move around, um, or some of them you don't even move around. You're just like first person standing in a spot. So like Headmasters like that. And then there are a few third person games. There's like one on the demo disc that I played where. Uh, you're not really, like, you're basically, like, watching over uh, a Super Mario-esque game. So you hmm. can control the character, but then you can, like, look around to see where they need to go. And 
Um, that game also uses like the uh, PS4's motion controller, mm-hmm. not the motion controller, but like the motion in the regular controller. So like you can move the controller around and like uh, shoot a cable out that um, latches onto something that your guy can climb on and stuff like that. So hmm. there's some pretty cool uses of VR. Yeah. So are these games like they're not they're not uh, compatible just like a regular? You can't play them without the VR, right? Or they don't have other versions, right? Uh, it depends on the game. Like, Thumper uh, is one game that I reviewed, and that game is both VR and not VR. So you mm. boot it up normally, and then if you're using the VR headset, there's a button that you can press in the main menu that'll bring it into VR. And that game doesn't use it a whole lot. It's basically just to kind of add a little bit of immersion. Uh, it's It plays the exact same in both. But then there are some, like the uh, Hatsune Miku game for PS4, uh, that one you can you can play it normally, and then there's a VR mode that they patched in where you can go in and watch concerts in VR. Hmm. That sounds pretty cool. Yep, well, I've been enjoying it. I I definitely would implore people if they if they have the chance to try it out because I think it's one of those things that's hard to really explain to someone who hasn't used it, like how much immersive it like how much immersion it adds to the experience. Um, just cause like when you're not using it, it's, it's hard to describe how only seeing what's in the thing and moving your head and all that kind of stuff. But so yeah, if, if people get a chance, I would definitely recommend to try it out. And then, uh, the expansion for rock band came out. So been (laughs) playing a bunch of rock band recently. I don't know that there's a whole lot to go into for that. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a big uh, rock band anyway, so. I really like uh, rhythm games, so it's kind of one of my favorites. But um, yeah, just been playing. It's, the new expansion really doesn't add a whole lot to it; just kind of a couple extra modes. But and then uh, the new Blaze Blue came out. Um, I'm gonna review that after the break, so I don't need to go too much into it. But uh, yeah, it's pretty good. And then I forgot to put it on our list here, but I got the uh, import copy of uh, the Macross game. Mm. So I think a couple shows ago I talked about the new Macross anime, um, Macross Delta. Yeah. They made a Vita game for it, so I picked that up. And it took like two and a half weeks to get here, which was unusual. Usually when I import something, it takes a few days, maybe a week. But I think I chose like cheaper shipping this time, which was why it took longer. But yeah, that came in the other day. I've been playing just a little bit of that. I've only played a couple hours so far. It's, it's about what I expected, you know, flying around with Macross, and then you can uh, switch forms between, like, there's a jet form and then a giant robot form, and you can switch forms in mid-combat to take out enemies and stuff like that. So I take it there's not much dialogue and stuff. It's just kind of an action game? Yeah, there's... Before each mission, they'll kind of have, like, a little bit of dialogue and... And then occasionally during a mission, you'll get like a. It's kind of funny. They'll put like a um, screen in the corner, and it'll play like scenes from the anime. So you're playing alongside with stuff that happens in the anime, although you're playing as a like completely new character. But you can kind of see the things going on. Since I watch the anime, I kind of know what's happening in general. But there's definitely a few times where like I do the mission and I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> One of them was one where I think it was just kind of a hold out as long as you can kind of thing. Because I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. I'm like, man, this mission is really hard. And then, 
like I'm getting close to death, and then finally it goes, "Hey, you won!" And I'm like, "Wait a minute, what? I didn't didn't kill the enemy." <laughs> so, and it was also kind of funny. I played for like an hour, two hours or so before I realized that you could upgrade the uh, uh, the uh, vehicles. Mm. Uh, I was like digging around through the menus, and I pressed a button, and all of a sudden it like highlighted the stats, and I realized you could press left and right and add to each stat. And I was like, "Oh shoot." I totally didn't realize you could do this. <laughs> so that is that is one of the pitfalls of playing things in Japanese when I don't speak the language. But if I really need to, I've used my phone a couple times to translate screens. Like when I, when I first started up the game, uh, I could tell that it was asking me which character to pick between a male and female. And then there were two different uh, text boxes. I'm like, okay, one of these has got to be name, but what's the other one? So I like use my I pull out my phone and I highlight it and use the um, Google Translate app, and I realized that they, they were asking for your full name and your nickname. So. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was the biggest, that's the biggest problem with, you know, I, I, I don't want to go too far, because I think I mentioned all this crap uh, before, but I was trying to play one of those, and I was trying to use, a, it was a pretty heavy text uh, experience, and, you know, they had, like, materials to use to to create weapons and stuff and mm-hmm. i could not freaking tell what's what <laughs> yeah because i think i don't even think it would have a little icon of what the thing looks like uh next to it it just it would have it all in japanese like you need you need x y and z and then you know you would i was tr- i'd try to remember what the characters look like and when i'd go to the thing to see if i had that thing it was just so difficult so yeah that's why usually i only import games that i'm pretty sure won't have too much text so usually i only import uh, rhythm games and fighting games because those are the two that they rarely have enough text to make it worth it uh to make you know to get me confused uh, occasionally i'll import an action game like this especially if it's a uh, based on something i'm familiar with um but sometimes I get kind of burned on that if there ends up being a lot of, uh, like you said, you know, material stuff or strange missions or things like that. But for the most part, it's if you use some, if you have some common sense and you know how game menus are generally laid out, it's not too hard to figure things out. You know, in this game, it's like, okay, there's four options on the menu. The bottom one's probably like an options thing, and then a. Uh, actually, I take that back. The main menu in this actually has English. So, oh good. okay. <laughs> they had the the Japanese, and then under it, it has it in English. I was like, oh sweet, okay. So this is the hangar, this is the options, and this is the story mode. All right, I'm good. <laughs> oh, that's kind of sweet though, because I mean, normally you don't have anything in English, and you're just. Uh, I mean, if you if you play a lot of imports, I guess you eventually you know know what's what. But I don't play a lot of imports, so I, I'd just be totally clueless without some kind of English. Mm-hmm. So are you going to try to finish the game or you just kind of play it a little bit and Yeah, whatever? I'll see. I'll, I'll probably try to finish it, but, but we'll see. At the moment, I'm now two or three hours in. I don't know how long the game is. I, as far as I understand, at the moment, it only goes up through the first half of the first season. Mm. And then the second half of the season, they're saying that they're going to add with either free dlc or a patch or something is what i saw so i'm not even sure if i'll be able to get that since i'm playing it on my english account hmm. 
Um, but oh, yeah, yeah, we'll see that's... if I get far enough. The, part of the, the other part of the problem is that I started up World of Final Fantasy on the Vita version, so it's like switching back and forth is kind of a pain. So I kind of played Macross for a few days, then switched back to World of Final Fantasy. Usually that's kind of a jolt, so I usually don't play too many games in the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hence, been, there's been so much stuff going on elsewhere that I haven't had a whole lot of time for playing games, and I'm also still playing a decent amount of Destiny uh, with my friends, so it's been hard kind of trying to juggle a bunch of different games, but making it work. <laughs> what about you? What you been playing? Yeah, so mine's going to be like no PlayStation stuff, so sorry. Traitor. Traitor. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can always fast forward if you don't want to hear about it, but so uh, most of my stuff is coming from that trip I was on. Uh, I did take my PS Vita TV, but I never did really hook it up anywhere because it was like incredibly hot there, and I, there was no TV in my room where the AC was. So, um, <laughs> God, it was so hot there; it was almost unbearable. So, and what was uh, it in uh, Fahrenheit? I think it was like. We'd wake up pretty early every day because it was, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of jet lag, but we'd still kind of wake up early. Mm-hmm. So I swear, like by seven thirty at least, it would already be in the eighties. So I, I'm That's sure nothing. it's That's nothing. Uh, yeah, I'm sure if I was like acclimated to uh, Arizona, it wouldn't be too bad, but I, I, you'd probably not like it either because it's super humid there. Oh, okay, yeah. Here it's all dry heat, but uh, there have been times where, like, in the summer you walk outside at midnight and it's still 90. You're like, what the hell? <laughs> That's the worst. Yeah, so um, I was pretty much holed up in my bedroom the entire time because that had the AC on, and uh, <laughs> they have, like, a couple floors in this house, and... The TV, they have a big projection TV on the uh, upper floor. And uh, I just didn't feel like going up there and trying to screw with the the TV to get the uh, PS TV to work. So uh, I just pretty much stuck to my 3DS. I played, uh, the, the flight was 12 hours. So I, ha- I played, uh, pretty much played Project Cross Zone the entire time because I was really wanting to get that done and over with because i at some point i want to play the second one mm-hmm. and good god that that game just drugged on like oh like i i finally checked out my time on it it was like i spent like 76 hours on that game Jeez. and it just kept going on and on like holy crap how many times can they you know go like have these surprises and stuff i was just like so ready for it to be over. I finally finished it. I was so happy. And uh, I had brought like a couple of games. I had brought like six or seven games because I wasn't sure what I wanted to really do. And um, so I had River City uh, Tokyo Rumble that just came out. And then I've had this uh, Devil Survivor overclocked for I think the longest time. I think i Picked that up right when I got my 3DS, but I never opened it. Mm. And then that Devil Survivor 2 Record Breaker came out, and I had already bought that too. So I've never played these games. I know they're they're popular for um, Atlas fans, at least 
the friends that I know that play Atlas stuff, it's uh, they love these games. So I thought, okay, I'll check them out. Have you ever played these, the Double Survivor? I haven't. No. Yeah, it's it's pretty. It's a pretty great game. Um, it's a strategy RPG. So I played. I played a little bit of it, and it, it warns you like you can't change the. Uh, the difficulty later so it says are you sure you want to have normal or whatever <laughs> and so i thought okay what the hell i'll start with normal and then i i think i got to the first boss and uh, i'm like oh man this is not going to be fun because he freaking wrecked me and i'm like um i had to grind quite a bit i think i did try to play him again and beat him but I'm like, I just don't want to spend this much time on this game, so I'm just going to set it to easy and just try to enjoy the game. And it's so far, it's been really enjoyable. Mm. Um, the whole premise of it, it's like kind of a top-down, uh, just your basic top-down grid-based like strategy RPG, and it's it's turn-based, so they like you can go so many steps and then. You know, if you're next to an enemy, you can attack them, and then you have like a range or whatever, and you know, different different things give you different uh, patterns for your area, your area where you can attack and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've never played a regular SMT game, so I'm not really sure how the feel of those are with the characters and stuff. But th- this is almost kind of Persona-ish. Um. As far as like the character dialogue, and it's it's all in um, it's all voice acted in English too, so it's kind of nice. And they uh, the voice acting seems really good too, so I was really happy with that. Um, and it's got a very interesting story. It's kind of like your typical. Um, I don't think it's anything like out of the ordinary, but it's like kind of your typical like oh Japan's under attack. Like, somehow demons have just started popping up all over the place, and uh, they've kind of cordoned off Tokyo. Like, this, there's some kind of um, subway line that goes around the whole city, and that's kind of like the border. So they've pretty much, it's like the Yamanote line or whatever, and they've shut this whole thing down. Hmm. Like, blocked everybody in with big barriers, kind of like, um, I guess, Attack on Titan or... Or it's it's identical to like uh, Yakuza Dead Souls because mm-hmm. when the when the uh, zombie outbreak came, they had these ginormous like uh, metal barriers that they just kind of sh- set up side by side, like to contain the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was actually thinking, like, I mean, maybe this might happen later, but like in the Yakuza game, the the zombies would get out and they'd have to increase the the little cordoned off area till it almost took over the entire city. But so far it's just been you're stuck in this little section and there's demons everywhere and somehow uh, you get these things called comps which are basically look exactly like a 3DS or like a DS. Because <laughs> this game came out, I think it was in... Yeah, I think right. it was on DS, and then it got remastered for 3DS or something. Right, it it was a DS game, and it was kind of neat because um, they had the it was like your comp in the game was a 3DS, and 
there somehow you've got some hacked ones that can summon demons and stuff and um you know you're just going around and like society starts to break down and then all of a sudden like there's these comps everywhere and people start get regular people start getting them and then they're able to summon demons and they call you like a demon tamer so it's not like persona where you kind of like um you know get your persona and then you capture these other like shadows or whatever and make them your own or whatever switch them yeah but, it's got the same deem or whatever. What do they call it in Persona? I guess they're shadows. all called. Yeah, shadows. But then you get you you kind of collect the cards, and then they become personas for you, or whatever. Yeah. Um. So they got a lot of the same demons, and all the spells are all the same. So if you're familiar with Persona, you're gonna you know fit right in with this game. Um. Let me see what else about it. Uh, so like each person also has like this little number above their head and that's like how many days you've got left to live and you can change your fate by like you get these emails on your comp and it kind of gives you like a hint of what's going to happen in the next couple days or the next day at at specific times so it's kind of one of those games where you know you're forced in a situation where you can't do everything you got to pick what path you want to take and you know, like, it'll say X is going to happen at this time, and then you'll have another time. And so you have to, like, make sure you do stuff, and, like, you can't save certain people if you do certain things. So it's it's very, very interesting. So I'm really enjoying that. I, I started playing it during the trip, and then I'm still playing it now because I, I don't know, I just kind of can't set it down. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the best games, right? Yeah, so it kind of bumped my pile back and took over so i'm hoping i can finish this game um and then that 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 river city tokyo rumble that was a pretty neat game too i i was enjoying that playing that um i kind of would switch on and off between that and this uh devil survivor and um that's a really neat game it's kind of like an rpg i guess but you're like running around and it's kind of like an action game. And then it's, I guess it's almost kind of like Double Dragon, but it's kind of got RPG elements as well on it. Hmm. So like you get, you get money, you're like kind of in a gang or whatever and you, uh, you know, beat people up, take their stuff. Uh, you get money, you can buy things and craft weapons and eat and stuff. And then you get people in your party and then, it's kind of like a top down, um, but they're the people are kind of like two dimensional and kind of eight bit looking looking little guys, and um, you know you can I don't know buy all these new attacks that you or these scrolls to learn new attacks and like it's really it's a fun little game. Yeah, I, so I, I played a little bit of it at E three when I was at the uh, Natsume booth. It was pretty cool. I remember, like, picking up one of the enemies and throwing them at one of the enemies. That was fun. Yeah, you get these you get these special attacks. Like, um, I got one where you can punch. It's like when you first start out, you can just punch one time and kick one time. And then you get, like, these special scrolls where, you know, you throw a punch and then he actually punches three times or whatever. And you can just do more damage. And then one of the, one of the attacks is, like, throwing people. 
so you, I got this like special one where you throw them and they like fly across the screen like farther. So uh, yeah, it, it's a really neat game. I'm I'm glad I got a physical copy of it. I, I managed to snag one of those. Nice. So um, that's about it. And then the rest of the time, you know, we we were doing our whole, you know, try to find the good food there and stuff. And, um, oh, one more thing. So, I mean, I think Pokemon Go has pretty much died down here quite a bit. I don't see too many people playing it anymore. Yeah, I hear some people talking about it, like, on Facebook and stuff. But I think at the moment it's kind of died down to just the hardcore. Yeah, because it's, like... It's crazy there. I mean, everyone is playing that game there. It's just even crazier. It was just, it's just like it was like when Pokemon Go came out here first. Mm-hmm. It's just people are doing it in their car, like trying to drive and play the game. And <laughs> uh, we were out at this place, uh, like doing photography stuff, and um. We were trying to get pictures of sunsets and stuff, and then after the sunset, we were walking around, and there was, like, a big, like, uh, fish market and some other stuff, but there's like, this big field, and everyone had, there was, like, lots of wind there, so everyone had all these kites everywhere, and so there's, we couldn't even hardly park there either, and we're just walking around, and uh, we were taking some photos, and then all of a sudden, like, I mean, the place was packed. The place was absolutely packed full of people. Then something happened all of a sudden, and everyone starts just stampeding and run. They ran away from us, and we were like totally alone. And I'm like, "What the hell's going on?" And like, and like, oh, uh, there's a really rare Pokemon uh, spawn there, so everyone was trying to run get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, I never, I haven't experienced anything like that except for that PAX when, like, Glenn and I almost got run over by people when they opened the doors. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, maybe it was, like, it, I guess it was, like, a Black Friday, like, when they opened the doors and then people just freaking rush in and stampede people. Mm-hmm. But I was, I was very amazed that it's so big there. And, like, uh, Taiwan's got lots of people that just have like little booths of stuff. So they'll go to these places and they'll set up like little, like food stands and little shops to sell stuff. And they had tons and tons of Pokemon stuff. And I don't think, I'm sure they weren't all like officially licensed, I guess, but yeah, they looked pretty darn close to the ones I've seen. <laughs> so yeah, oh, it was it was just crazy. They're like they're Pokemon crazy there. And then I saw tons of Yokai watch stuff. Like every everywhere. It's like the new Pokemon, so I can see why they'd be into both. Yeah, but that's like the level five. I don't think does level five do the Pokemon games? I thought no, that was Nintendo. Game, game Freak does the Pokemon games. Yeah, so I mean But that's like two di- from what I understand it's very similar in style and mechanics and everything yeah i really want to get that game i want to get the original game it's still like 35 bucks but um the physical copies seem to be kind of getting scarce because i think the last time i looked on amazon it's all third party so i think i better scrap it while i can because i want to get they have a second game and there's like two different ones like the whole pokemon thing where they have like red and blue or whatever 
Yeah. I think the one of them was like sushi and temper or something. I thought it was something about I thought it was something about bones and one's about spirit and one's about bones or something. Maybe, maybe I'm thinking of like the the second one. I don't know. One of my friends on Twitter is like really into that series. She's talking about it all the time. I don't know. I I, I mostly play the Pokemon games for nostalgia, and since I don't have nostalgia for that, I obviously haven't gotten into it. Yeah. Speaking of which, it's only a little bit longer until Pokemon comes out, and. I, I did break down and end up ordering it, so. Hey, you better get your new 3DS for 100 bucks and then play that on it. I don't think there's any new 3DS features on it. Well, I mean, like, at least you'll have, like, a faster, better 3DS. Yeah, the last Pokemon game on the regular DS, or 3DS had, like, frame rate drops out the wazoo. It's like, why the hell would there be frame rate, drop, frame rate drops in this game? Like... <laughs> Just, like, lower the graphics. We don't need that much, but whatever. And I, you know, I didn't have the original 3DS, so I know people were always complaining about the 3... They just turned the 3D off because it wouldn't oh, yeah, track it your... terrible. It was... Yeah, I rarely use it. Mine's awesome. I, I keep it on a lot, and it, it tracks your eyes, so it's constantly... You know, I, I don't have any problems with it whatsoever, so, like, it's... It's it's so Nintendo to do it like this too. They'll finally get the crap, you know, refined and then bring it out. That's kind of why I want to wait till the Switch has maybe a second iteration of it. Yeah. That's about it. I had a I had a pretty good time. Uh, we were there for like two weeks. I watched a little bit of football one day. Um, then like this other day, we went to the we went to Taipei. And I was really wanting to go to that uh, dumpling place that they have here and experience what the one is there. So we went to, it, this was nuts. We went to like five or six restaurants, like in a row. So we go to this one place that had like a ton of um, restaurants all around. So we we go to one shop, we order something and then share it so mm-hmm. we didn't get too full. So we went to one dumpling place and it was re- it was really good. I almost wanted to just order like two things and just get full, but <laughs> uh, it was really good. That was the first dumpling place. So we went to a different a different area, and uh, we had this like uh, beef noodle soup. Like Taiwan has has these famous like beef noodle soup that's like a Taiwanese style soup, and it's like really good most mm-hmm. of the time. Um, so we got one of those soups at this one place and it was really good. I was kind of disappointed because, um, the last time we had gone there, there was this curry place, like Japanese curry place with, um, they had a ramen, they had ramen and they had curry and all this stuff. And that was the first time I think I had real ramen and it was so awesome. And I was kind of disappointed to see it was, it was long gone. Because I think we went there like six years ago or something. I'm sad I didn't get to experience any of that when I was there. Did you go? To, did you go to Taiwan or did you just go to? Um, I was on a cruise and one of the stops was in Taipei. Oh, okay. So I spent all of about six hours there. We were on a tour bus the whole time, pretty much. We, you know, tour bus to a location, go in there. Tour bus to another location, go in there. Um, it was kind of funny, but, uh, we were getting close to the end of the tour 
and the tour guide's like, oh, okay, we have one more stop, and everyone on the bus is looking at their watches going, uh, we need to be back at the boat in like half an hour, and we know it's a half an hour drive to get here from the port, and the tour guide's like, no, it's just one more stop, and everyone on the bus is like, no, we need to get back. <laughs> Eventually, like, we convinced the tour guide to take us back to the... Uh, the boat so we wouldn't miss it i mean they would have no- they would have known since we were on a sanctioned tour but still it's not a good idea to keep the, the boat waiting oh god that would be embarrassing yeah <laughs> I, i'm not big on tours i mean um i went to japan the only time i ever went to japan well, I've, I've had to stop through there but the only time i've ever actually gone to japan outside the airport we went to this um I think it's called Hostenbau or something, or Hostenbau or whatever. It's like a Dutch theme park or something they got there. Mm-hmm. So um, we stayed at several different hotels, and then we ended up at that place at the end. And these were supposedly five-star hotels, and they, they all, like, sucked. I, like, almost starved there because they had just the mm-hmm. worst food ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't go get, like, the Japanese steak. We didn't get ramen. We didn't get, you know, stuff that I could eat. They just had, like, all kinds of crap that I didn't like. (laughs) Um, So, like, they'd always have, like, french fries for breakfast there. (laughs) Or every meal there was, like, there's, like, french fries. So I pretty much ate miso soup and french fries the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, so. Yeah, I know when I was in Japan, I was kind of, I don't, I really can't stand seafood. And I had heard ahead of time, but a lot of Japanese food has fish in it. And they don't even think anything of it. Like, you can't ask for no fish because they, they just, like, don't understand why you wouldn't eat fish. So it's really hard to, like, find the things on the menu that don't have fish in them, especially when you don't read the language. <laughs> and most <laughs> languages are just, like, pictures. It's like. Okay, this looks like it might be chicken. I just gotta take a chance. <laughs> That's a shame you don't like seafood. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like we did go, we did have. I remember one time, like they had like some kind of salty fish and rice for breakfast or something. It, mm. it wasn't too bad, but at the time, like I, I wasn't real. Like I had, I didn't have any kind of like. Uh, palate for that kind of food. All I was just used to American food all the time. And I, I mean, we, I had some kind of authentic Chinese food before, but I don't know. I just wasn't used to Japanese food at all. So, yeah. <laughs> America has a lot of kind of bland foods, especially the American foods like burgers and hot dogs and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wish they had. I wish I could. I want to go back there. That was like my big uh, thing I've been wanting to do for a long time is schedule a trip to Taiwan and then just stop in Japan. Take the one that stops in Japan and then just stay there for a few days and then go on to Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't get to go to like that Akihabara or any of these places, you know, the tour never took us to these areas. Yeah. So. Yeah. I just feel like kind of cheated after, because, I mean, we did do fun, we did fun things, but, you know, now that I'm, I guess, more versed in Japanese stuff, I 
or you know, after playing the Yakuza games, I'm like, man, I really wish we could do a lot of this crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was nice because I had when I was in Japan, I was there for about four days, I think. So like the first day was when I did one of those tours, which was I think good because it kind of helped me get the lay of the land and you know hear from a local, and then I could you know talk to the tour guide lady afterwards and you know where should I go? What's some good things to see and stuff like that? And then the next three days I spent on my own just. Going to the places I wanted to see Akihabara and seeing the Shibuya Crossing and stuff like that. So, oh yeah, and then that, this was back like I think in the late nineties, like early two thousands when I did this. Uh-huh. And um, uh, it, I just because like in the past you would get they'd always try to sell you those um, American Express Travelers checks and stuff. Oh yeah. I don't think people do that much anymore, but they always, I don't know, told you to get those, and people used to use those a lot. So I I got those stupid things, and when I got to Japan, they just had no freaking idea what that was, and I, <laughs> I, I, I really had to, like... I like the tour guide actually helped me out. He like loaned me some money to to when we could go to a bank and get some cash. And oh, I was so pissed off. Yeah. So I know I had trouble getting money with my uh, ATM card. Like I had brought a little bit with me, and then I just like didn't get any when I was in the uh, airport. And then I was like, oh, I can try find somewhere. And I went to like several ATMs, and none of them worked my card. Then finally, I think I ended up finding one that worked. It was in a Seven <laughs> Eleven. Oh, that was another thing, yeah, because there was no ATMs anywhere. Because they, I guess, the places we were were more rural and stuff. And I'm like, well, why can't we just go to ATM? And like, they, they couldn't make like a special stop for me to get money. And uh-huh. uh, it was just a nightmare. Like, so, my, I guess my advice is, do get the bring cash. Oh, and that was another thing. So, like, I kind of forgot about this too, but. I don't know if they do this in Japan or not, but always get like brand new bills when you go to uh, the bank. Don't get the older bills or whatever. Like if, because like you know how they have like the new hundreds or the new twenties. Like they'll have the old ones and the new ones. They're, they're the same in America, but somehow these money changing people they'll give you a worse rate for the older ones. Huh. It's just really stupid. So. Yes, I, I didn't make pay sure. close attention to that. I'd... Yeah, because we we try to get our stuff changed at the airport, and they're like, "Oh, you, we're gonna give you this rate for these bills, but this other rate for the brand new bills." And I was freaking pissed. I, I <laughs> thought, like, and we had already done it by the time I was thinking about, "Oh, we'll just just give them all the new bills, and we'll just keep the old bills and bring them home." Yeah, was it really that big of a difference? Um, not really, but it's just the principle of it. That yeah, yeah pissed me off it's so stupid yeah <laughs> um and then we ended up with like a lot of extra cash because i i took my i got that playstation rewards card and that that's the only card i have right now that has no foreign transaction fees because mm-hmm. i i had used my costco card one time and in canada i had i had, we had driven up to canada for the day and i got back home and checked my balance and like i see all these like dollar 50 fees and all this crap I'm like what the hell is going on <laughs> so i don't know that's my, the only... my feel bad money story was uh when i went to nepal like four years ago 
Mm-hmm. We, on the way back, so we had a bunch of Nepalese rupees, and uh, my dad and I, our, our layover was in India, and we had like a 12-hour layover, so we were good, we decided we were going to leave the airport and do something because we didn't feel like sitting in an airport for 12 hours. So we like we just like forgot to change our Nepalese rupees over. We get there, and we're going like everywhere in the airport trying to fig- find some place, and none of these places will change the Nepalese rupees to Indian rupees. <laughs> so like we ended up like after we got in the we went out and got got in a taxi to go into the city, and we're like, you, can you take us somewhere where they might actually be able to change these over? And he was like, oh yeah, sure, I'll show you a place. So we ended up in some like weird bank in the middle of the city that. You know, was more likely to take them. Fortunately, they did. <laughs> That's really odd because normally when they have those, because the the little kiosk that we went to had all kinds of different foreign currencies and stuff. Yeah, but I, I just I wonder if they just don't get enough people traveling to or from Nepal to really, you know, offer it. Hmm. I, I mean, you could you could definitely get you know American dollars and British pounds and euros and all that kind of stuff, but it just. Nepal was one of the ones they didn't have, at hmm. least in the airport. That's very strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's my overseas trip. Played right. a lot of 3DS, so. I <laughs> guess we'll take our break then. We come yeah. back, we'll have uh, what we've been watching, and then a review of Blaze Blue, Anime of the Month, and a, a special review. Yep. So, I think we're going to have MJC with uh, his review of Skyrim yep. for the PS4. So, somehow, we've, we've been trying to get more um, Western RPGs, um, but so far, none have come out. Um, and we I haven't really asked to see who's doing the uh, the new Mass Effect game, but that's next year anyway, so. Yeah. And I don't know if... That Horizon's coming out next year, right? Yeah, that's early next year. I think February. Yeah, I think it's February because people were saying that, like, within the month of February, it's already, like, that and Persona and, like, two or three other games. Maybe we won't even be able to do um, one of them anyway because, I mean, I know I'm going to be playing Persona 5 whether I have it for review or not. Yeah, same here. (laughs) I have uh, Horizon ordered, so I'll probably end up playing that, too. I don't think there's anything that would make me cancel at the moment. But... Yeah, and are they coming out? You said they're both coming out in February? I think so. I'm like, I'm like 50% sure. <laughs> well, this seems kind of odd that they would put those in the same time, but I guess maybe they're so different that you know people that don't like JRPGs would probably get that one. So we'll see. All right, guys. Well, we'll be back and we'll finish up the show. So see you in a bit. back we're uh joined here by our guest party member uh mjc hey everyone how's it going 
So you might have heard him. Uh, he does a little podcast on his own, which I'm sure he will plug later on. Every movie bit. ever. .civilcast.fm. <laughs> that one. Yeah. And uh, he's going to join us for the second half, so you can do review of Skyrim. Uh, but if, before we get to that, we actually... It's been a couple of days since we recorded the first half, and in those couple of days, there was actually some news that came out that we wanted to quickly put in here. So I don't know if Jason wants to introduce this part. Yeah, sure. So um, I think it was in the uh, Atlas live stream they kind of broke the news. I guess I, don't, I think it's the live stream. Yeah. They kind of broke the news that they're going to delay the uh, release, uh, the North American release, until April. And I guess that includes Europe, too, of course. But, yeah, did they say anything about Europe at all? Uh, I don't think so. No, they just use general terms like the West. Okay. So, yeah. I yeah. think it would. It was, yeah, generally both. By the way, it's Persona 5 we're talking about. Yeah, Persona <laughs> Yeah, Persona 5 is delayed. <laughs> I don't know how I could miss that. So, yeah, they're they're coming out in April of 2017. Yeah, delay from uh, February to April, a couple months. So, I don't know what... Did they say that it was basically because it's kind of a crowded thing, or they just wanted more time to... I think they said it's localization. So, apparently, Persona 4 Golden was uh, twice the size of Persona 4, and Persona 5 is twice the size of that. So, they just... You know, it ended up being a bigger project than I thought it was going to be, was, was my understanding. Yeah, they uh, said in the email and the press release that they had to re-record lines that weren't originally recorded. And since they got the Japanese voiceover work, they needed to do some stuff. Yeah. And that was the other part of the news that, um, in addition to the delay, or in, because of the delay, they're also going to be offering the Japanese voice track as a free DLC when the game comes out in the West. Which I believe might be the first time that they've offered... Uh, Dub, uh, Japanese voices for a Persona game. Yeah, you know that's I. Would, I never even really thought about it uh, before because I. I mean, I'm not a, a sub person, but I didn't even notice that in the uh, Persona Four Golden at all. I didn't even look and see if it had Japanese audio. Did not. Okay. Yeah, because and I was kind of noticing that as I was playing that uh, Devil Summoner, it doesn't have Japanese audio either uh, on the 3DS. So. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. I feel like it's kind of a trend recently that some of the big franchises that didn't previously include subs, so like Final Fantasy and Tales, they've kind of slowly started adding those in. Um, the last uh, Final Fantasy thirteen game added it in, and the last couple of Tales had uh, some options for it, as I recall. So it's so just good to give more options. And I think maybe because, like, Atlas has traditionally had pretty good voice acting, so I don't think there was too many people that were all upset about it, were there? Eh, in the parts of the internet I was on, there were, but that was because there were a lot of uh, sub-purists there who were like, I'm not going to play it, but there's only dub. But so, whatever. Michael, are you uh, going to buy uh, Persona 5? Are you interested in that at all? Um, I do own Persona 4 Golden on a Vita. I've never finished it. But I always want to. But I just know it's one of those games that's going to take all my time. Yeah. So I'll yeah. probably pick up Persona 5, but I don't know if I'll ever play it. <laughs> what about uh, Final Fantasy 15? I guess it's coming out pretty soon here. I'm interested in it just because I'm a Nomura fan. And it, I'm interested to see what the combat's like because I know it's supposed to be a little bit different. Like it's kind of Kingdom Heartsy, is what I've been Did told. you play it at E3? 
No, no, I, I didn't bother with Square okay. Enix. Yeah, they actually had a whole bunch of setups for it. For that, they had like that Titan boss fight that you could do. But, but I'm I'm interested in Final Fantasy 15. I haven't even pre-ordered it yet. I'm just kind of on the fence. I I want to play it, and I guess probably for the podcast I should get it because I'm sure Andy's going to be playing it. But I do have it ordered, but I don't know. We'll see if I have the time to play it. it comes out in like two weeks, so. And I haven't even played the demo or anything, so I don't even know what it's like at all. I, I don't think the demo is all that representative from what I understand, especially the first part of it. Because the first part of it you're playing is uh, Noctis as a kid, and then there's like a time jump, and there's a very short part where you play like a boss fight with the in-game mechanics. From what I understand, I actually still haven't played the demo either. So anyway, that's all the news we could really think about. Um that happened in the last, like, I think it's probably four or five days since we recorded the first half. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not too broke about it too much. I mean, I, I, it is one of my most highly anticipated games, like, in the last couple of years, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm so far behind on other stuff that were really great games, and I I guess it just gives me more time to try to catch up. <laughs> Delays are delays. If they need to do it, then as long as the final product's good, I don't think it really matters. It sucks when something we're anticipating gets delayed, but what can you do? Did you, um, they were doing like a, kind of like a giveaway during that thing. Did you enter that at all, or it looked like some pretty cool swag they were giving away? Like giveaway? Like during the live stream, you mean? Yeah. I didn't actually watch it. I was afraid of going in there because uh, there were a bunch of people who were saying they were going to go into the live stream and spoil the game and afterwards I heard there were in fact people spoiling oh, plot sucks. points from the Japanese version <laughs> so the I'm internet. kind of glad I didn't watch it yeah exactly well I thought that they had said that um, the stream was going to have like some of the American or whatever English gameplay yeah they know. had English gameplay but then there were people in the comments who were spoiling things oh well internet trolls so John Harden said he was had some people online to, you know, ban people who were uh, t- putting in spoilers, but it only takes them, you know, a few seconds to put a few things in. And I've just been kind of staying away from too much pre-release stuff for that. Like, I already know that I'm interested in it, and I've liked the previous games, so I'm kind of in that, like, media blackout point where I don't want to accidentally, like, find out too much about the game. I'd rather kind of go in fresh. It's going to be playable at PSX, so you'll have a chance if you want, really, really want to. Uh, that is <laughs> that is the temptation. Like when it is playable, then it's like okay, well, no, I am actually playing it, but I don't know. I guess I will find out when I get there. Yeah, well, let us know. So I guess uh, our next thing up here is uh, what we've been watching. So Andy, you're you're first. I'm first. Oh boy. So um, just kind of keeping up with some of the new anime for the season. There were a couple I talked about last time. I'm still watching those. I don't remember which ones I talked about. So I put on a couple more that I've been watching this season. Um, the first one is this really weird show called Flip Flappers, which is kind of an amusing name. Um, it's this kind of, I don't know, th- these two girls are basically kind of traveling to this psychedelic dream world looking for, like, gems to collect. Um, it's really kind of crazy. And uh, whenever they kind of go into this this uh, dream world, they call it Pure Illusion. Whenever they go into pure illusion, it's like, like psychedelic colors and, uh, you know, crazy creatures and stuff like that. So it's been pretty interesting. <laughs> and then um, a show called Scorching Ping Pong, which is of course about ping pong, um, uh, specifically like a high school team 
And uh, I guess the main plot is that there's a new person who transfers to the school, and she's really good. And she kind of, like, is threatening to take away the top spot from the team's ace. And she doesn't even, like, realize that, you know, the ace kind of feels threatened by her because she's kind of, like, very ditzy and and just kind of likes playing, doesn't really care about competition. So, I don't know, it's been pretty interesting so far. And then I started a show the other day called uh, Magical Girl Raising Project, which is um, a magical girl show, kind of like Sailor Moon, but it's a lot, like, darker and um, people are dying and shit. So it actually kind of ties into the anime of the month. I'll probably talk about that a little bit more when we get down to there. And then uh, another show this season called uh, Girlish Number, which is about a um, person who does uh, voiceover work for anime. And she's kind of like a newbie who's kind of just getting into the industry. And she's actually really crappy, but she has a really, like, terrible personality. And she thinks she's good and basically, like, lucks her way into, like, the uh, lead role of an anime and kind of tanks the project and all this kind of shit. So it's kind of interesting to see where that's going. And then about two weeks ago, there was a showing of a movie called Kizumonogatari. Um, it's uh, the latest. It's part of a series called uh, Bakemonogatari, which is really long running, um, like uh, a cult show. So like the main character um, at one point was a vampire. Uh, he like was bit by a vampire, became a vampire, and then kind of got cured of it. And now he kind of goes around helping people who have had brushes with the occult. Um, so, like, the first person he helps is this girl who got this crab curse that makes her um, really light. She has, like, no weight. So, like, she jumps off a stairway and, like, floats down really lightly, stuff like that. So he helps out people like that. It's kind of a really weird show because um, it kind of sets up these antagonistic, uh, like, showdowns, but then instead of actually, like, having fighting, it's more a lot of talking. It's a very, like, wordy weird show and there's a lot of like meta humor and um uh i don't know it's hard to describe properly but it's, this is the second movie of three and this is the prequel there's also like two different anime series or there's multiple different anime series but they're like split up in like two different parts each of which has like 30 episodes so <laughs> i've been watching this show for a long ass time and which one which one was that again the one the last one you just talked about uh, Kizumonogatari is the movie, and oh, okay. the the first anime is called Bakemonogatari. Hmm. So that's that's uh, the one about the guy, and he's kind of helping people out. And then the movie's a prequel, so this is actually showing when he got bit by a vampire, when he he became a vampire, and um, it's been pretty interesting. Uh, it's actually a little bit more action heavy than the TV show itself, probably because they have a a bigger budget for the movies. But the f- first movie aired like back in. February or something, so I went to the theater to see it then, and then the second part just aired now. Of course, there's a third part that I think is going to air at some point next year, so looking forward to, to seeing that. Yeah, sounds cool. Puts my list to shame here. <laughs> well, I mean, I talk about a lot of stuff, but it's like, you know, these are weekly shows that I'm talking about, so each of these is like one episode a week that I'm watching, and the movies, you know, one movie part for uh, seven months or whatever, so it seems like I'm watching a lot, but it's actually, you know, just a little bit here and there. Uh, that makes more sense. I didn't really think about that. <laughs> yeah. So is that it? Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, mine should be pretty short, I hope. Um, 
I, I noticed, like, I got a lot of emails recently for, uh, I guess, Urgle Proxy is coming out. I've never really watched that, or I've heard of it. I've just never watched it before. So I watched, I've like... I've seen most of it. Hmm. I didn't see the last couple episodes for some reason. Yeah, I watched the first episode. It was... I think it was cool. I just didn't really get into it. I, I probably should just try try to watch it again, maybe, and see what I think about it. But there, there's that, just... I don't know too much about it, really. I just kind of watched maybe half of the first episode. Um, and then I got my uh, One Piece um, collections 13 through 16 in the mail, finally, after I got back. And um, I don't know if I mentioned, like, in the last one how how all that went, but I had ordered these uh, during this one sale, and I got like a really good deal on them. I think they were like fifteen ninety nine a piece or fourteen ninety nine a piece or something. And normally, they're when they first come out, they're like twenty six or twenty seven dollars or higher. I don't know if they go up to like thirty five dollars or not. So this was a significant uh, deal. So I went ahead and snatched them up off of uh, Funimation's site, and somehow they they shipped in two different shipments. So like originally I had a plan, well, I'll take them with me to Taiwan and I'll just watch them. But uh, the, I think like episode or like collection thirteen and fifteen came in one package, and then like uh, thirteen and sixteen came in another one or something like that. So <laughs> there was no way for <laughs> I would have had to skip a whole entire like twenty six episodes to uh, start watching it again i'm like ah screw it and then i was like well i can just log into funimation and watch it uh, no it was blocked and i didn't have time to look into all that vpn stuff so basically didn't get to watch anything while i was there then there was this all this drama about because i had a mail hold i put i put a hold on my mail like um like a week in advance before i left and since like i got one of the packages i thought they were going to just mail them all at once but since they mailed it in two separate shipments um the second one didn't get there till the day i left and i would have been gone already so i was like oh no problem you know i got my mail hold it's gonna just be held for me at the post office and blah you know whatever so i'm looking at the track i like a couple days after uh i get to taiwan i like oh let's see what what the tracking says i was kind of curious i was expecting this say like something about maybe held at the post office or something but no it said oh they tried to deliver and they left a note and i'm like are you kidding me (laughs) so uh i kind of stewed for a day and then i'm like okay i'm gonna see if i can hit this re-deliver button and i tried to do it and it said it wasn't available and i it was just my internet was acting really bizarre there, even though I had my laptop with me. I, I, I eventually filled something out, like track, uh, I don't know, some other kind of tracking or re-delivery thing, and it said it had been sent back to the, sh- the shipper. I'm like, God damn it. And I'm thinking, like, I'm going to have to call Funimation and tell them, hey, can I get this re-delivered, and I still want the deal, and I was kind of really PO'd about it. But then I got home, and that Saturday, it was like, um, it's we didn't get, like, our mail delivery. And we went out and did some stuff, and then I got home, and it was it was all uh, left on my porch. So, crisis averted there. So, I got my one piece, and I started watching it, and 
I've been just really binge watching it. I've been watching like five or six episodes a night, and I'm already into like uh, collection fifteen. <laughs> so I've watched three collect or two collections already of like twenty six episodes each, and then I'm in the fifteen. Damn, <laughs> I just love that show so much. Um, just an awesome show. I don't know. I guess I'll go in. It'll probably be my anime of the month at some point, but I'll just go in a little bit of it for people who don't know about it. Um, it's like, I think everyone's kind of familiar with Dragon Ball, but One Piece, I think, is much more like it has way more story to it, I think, and it has like a more variance in uh, all the stories it's got, and the, the characters are a little bit more colorful, and. Um, it's just a shame it didn't really get as popular, I guess, as Dragon Ball here. I think if they did show it on whatever the mainstream, you know, TV, it would probably be really popular, I would think. It was on TV for a while. Yeah, I don't know. It's just strange, though, because, like, everyone I've ever introduced this show to, like, really got hooked on it. So, did have you watched any of it at all, Andy? Uh, I watched the first, I don't know, 30 or 40 episodes or something like that. Yeah, it doesn't really get too great until, like, maybe, like, season two or, like, when they finally go off on their first voyage or whatever. Um, and it's, it doesn't have that whole, um, like, shonen stuff where their enemies become their friends. Like, they have a, they have a little bit of that stuff, but, I mean... Most of the enemies like stay enemies the whole time, and they're always getting new. Like every every voyage, they got a new big enemy they got to fight. I mean, the characters are really intriguing, and the whole lore of the of the show is really interesting. I think. Um, but the, like for those who have no clue about it, it's basically about like a little kid who um, he like idolizes these pirates that are on his island, and. Uh, he wants to. Be, he says he's going to become king of the pirates, and it's basically like there's a story about uh, the king of the pirates, Gold Roger, who uh, collected all this treasure, and he was basically finally captured by the by the navy or the marines, and they they executed him. And like before he was killed, he said um, that he's he's left all of this treasure that he's collected all in one place, and uh, told everyone to go find it so like all these people just set off and it's become like the great pirate era so there's like all these pirates on the ocean and stuff and at the same time they have they have their own little lore where like there's these things called devil fruits and they're like these mysterious fruits that each of them like when you eat them it grants you a power like a like a superpower um and then but in exchange for that power you can no you can no longer swim in the ocean so if you get into any wa- like ocean water, you're basically done. You're like frozen, like paralyzed, and then you basically drown. So they got all these like, really cool characters, and Luffy's special power is he becomes uh, rubber, basically. So his, his body can stretch, and um, you know, there's other characters where they can like like have like the traditional fire and ice and stuff, and then there's I mean, they always come up with, like, these new odd powers that these people have. As he goes along, he just keeps on adding more, adding more people onto his crew, and then he finally gets a ship, and 
you know, the first, I don't know if it's like maybe 100 or so episodes, kind of goes through the entire um, thing of him meeting each of the crew members and then having having them join the crew and then, you know, solving whatever their little issue is before they take off with them and stuff. If I'm not mistaken, I, I is it the longest running anime? I know it's, I think it's one of the longest running mangas, if not the... the... Oh, there's longer running, like... Okay. Doraemon, I think, has been running longer, and okay. there's some there's some really weird shows that run longer, but it's definitely n- near the top end for sure. Yeah, I think there's like just in the anime, I believe there's like over 700 episodes, I think, in Japanese, and I think in English that's dubbed is only like halfway through, I think. So there's quite a bit of uh, content out there, and I think the the person that's been writing this has uh, said, like, he's going to go for, like, another decade, and then finally it's going to be done. But it's just amazing the, the amount of stuff this guy can churn out. I just can't... And some of the stuff is, like, I don't know where he can come up with all this stuff. <laughs> so... I do, like... I I don't watch it myself, but, I, you know, I've seen a lot of stuff from it. And uh, I forget the guy's name who writes it. But um, apparently he, he married someone who's especially busty, Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, around that time, the women in the show, or the women in the manga, like slowly started getting bigger and bigger busts. So, like <laughs> oh, if you yeah. compare the 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 manga from earlier on to like, like the same character later on, like suddenly they're bigger. Yeah, like uh, Nami pretty Nami's like the one of the women on the crew who's kind of like the navigator of the ship and everything. And, like, when they first meet her, she's just, like, a young girl, pretty much, or maybe, like, a teenager. And then, like, over the years, she just gets, like, more bustier and bustier every time. And I think there's, later on, there's, like, a time jump that I haven't gotten to. And as an adult, she's, like, this real buxom chick with, like, all she wears is, like, and then she's portrayed this in the video games, too, where she's wearing these, basically, a pair of blue jeans and a bikini top. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then her and Robin is the other, um, I don't know what her real role on the ship is. She's just kind of like a, uh, she can read these hieroglyph things that are spread around the world, and she's basically got, like, these badass powers, um, where she can, like, take, uh, I don't know how to even describe it. She can kind of transpose her, or morph her hand, or any part of her body onto anything and like reproduce it like several times over so like you'll see like um when she fights people like like six hands six of her hands jump out of the person's body and like grab their head and their arms and their like she can bend them backwards and like snap their spine and stuff and (laughs) like uh if she wants to eavesdrop on someone she can like have her eye pop up somewhere and watch someone and it's just she's got really weird powers but she's also very well endowed as well <laughs> yeah uh, so it's an awesome show i highly recommend it if you get a chance to watch it um you'll probably get hooked because i've just been binging on this one um, i'm almost done with them and i'm gonna be depressed because i'm out of stuff to watch so at least for the time being and that's pretty find, find something else 
Yeah, I, I have tons of stuff in my backlog I need to watch, but... Um, and then there was, like, some slight news uh, that Spirited Away, one of my favorite movies, is going to be shown on the theaters um, December 4th through 5th. And oh, yeah, I, think, I saw that, yeah. And I think one of the one of the showings is going to be the original Japanese, I think, or something. They said they've never shown it on theaters or something like that. There was something hmm. special about whatever that other version they're going to show. I can't. I can't can't remember at the time. I don't want to type while I'm talking here. So, <laughs> uh, did you hear Miyazaki wants to come back again? And yeah, this, this is like a, what like third or fourth time he's come out of retirement. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I think one of them was because he was kind of like disappointed in where Ghibli went without him. So he's like, "Oh, I'm going to come back and do another movie," and then retired again. Oh, I'm going to come back another new movie. So I we'll saw, see if this I, if this lasts. I like The Wind Rises. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I bought that. Um, uh, it, that one was like the 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 other ones here have been kind of more like grown up. They're not very magical like his other stuff. So like these have been more kind of serious and stuff. The like um, up on Poppy Hill, but that was his son. And there was some other ones that came out. I think there's one more that or when Marnie was there, I bought that. And that was more, well, that was kind of like more, um, like mystical, magical stuff, but it was more serious. And then there was another, there was another movie that just came out. I haven't bought it yet. Uh, the princess one? Oh, yeah. Oh, I got that princess Kaguya, but there was, an, there was another one that just came out. It was just released, and I can't remember what it was about. It was like, all I saw was the, the box art, and it was like someone on a subway or something. Hmm. It's not ringing any bells for me. Yeah, well, uh, not too sure. Yeah. Well, anyways, how about uh, how about you, MJC? What you've been watching? Um. So, if, if specifically for with anime, my anime history is just pretty limited. Like, basically, if there's a T-shirt at Hot Topic, I've probably seen that anime. <laughs> so, like, uh, Dragon Ball Z or. Elf and Lied, yeah. or... <laughs> Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan, yeah, there we go. Which I, think... I reviewed the game. Oh, yeah, that's true, you did. Yeah, and then I uh, re-watched the anime uh, because I played the game. I think the Which... second season of that's coming up soon. Yeah. In the next but, year uh, or so. Yeah, early next year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, that was the type of animes I, I liked it the first, like, five episodes before... I just got tired of its formula. The the anime was very poorly paced, in my opinion. Like, yeah, that was part of my problem. Yeah, uh, I mean the manga the manga has its problems too. Mostly the fact that it looks like shit because the guy can't draw. <laughs> but um, like the pacing is a little bit better in the manga. And then when they put it in the anime, they're like, oh, it's just like really screw with everything. And yeah. Yeah, it just it was a consistent stream of nothing happens, nothing happens. Cliffhanger. Next episode, nothing happens. Nothing happens. Cliffhanger. And it was yeah, exactly. Through the entire season. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in terms of stuff, I'm actually watching. Uh, uh, Steven Universe is back today, so I'm rewatching season four of Steven Universe. Uh, I think me and you had a Twitter discussion about Steven Universe and anime's influence on it yeah Andy. I, I, we did at one point 
I haven't seen it myself, but I've I've heard that there's a lot of influence. Oh yeah, you you can see a bunch of stuff that it's taking little bits of, but it, it's actually a really really good cartoon. Um, outside of that, I'm tempted to begin uh, full bro- uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood again. I haven't been able to finish that series because usually I get five episodes in and it's a little too depressing and then I stop. <laughs> Have you seen the uh, original series at all? Uh, when I was a kid, but I don't remember much from that. I just hear Brotherhood is really good from uh, people that are always watching anime that I know. <laughs> hey, Andy, so like so I watched the, the whole original one and I think we talked about this briefly, but wasn't... Isn't Brotherhood more closer to the manga? It just goes to the entire series again. Yeah, the the original one they like they started animating it while the manga was coming out, and then uh, they got to like where they caught up, and they're like, oh, let's just you know do our own thing. So they just kind of like veered completely to the left, and like occasionally would pull in something that showed up in the manga. But for the most part, they went original, and then uh, afterward they were done. They're like, oh, let's go back and redo it and try to make more money. So. Brotherhood's supposed to be close to the manga, but I actually haven't seen Brotherhood, so... I never really get past Nina Tucker, which is like five episodes in. That's the little girl, isn't it? Yeah, yeah and that's usually yeah. too depressing, and I'm like, no, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> that's understandable. Yeah, so, I I mean, I watched the entire first one, and then I started watching Brotherhood, and it's like, I kind of felt like uh, Brotherhood, at least in the beginning, the way they told the same stories again was just, like, not as good, I thought. Um, I think they were probably, like, maybe, like, a, afraid of uh, people being like, oh, it's the same thing over again, so, I don't know. Uh, maybe that's true. It's just kind of disappointing, because, like, I actually liked how they, because there were some little slight variations in the in the Brotherhood, and I... I was like, I kind of wish now if if I would have watched Brotherhood first, then I guess it would have been fine. But I had I thought Brotherhood was like maybe like a sequel to the first one because I had no clue about it. Mm-hmm. But I do like that. That was a pretty good um, series as well. I'm it was, it was very interesting at least. Yeah, I'm hoping I can maybe finish it, but I, it's, it's probably going to be like the third or fourth time. I try and get through it, and I seem to just like stop. skip skip that fifth episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like the fifth or sixth. I think she gets introduced in like the fourth episode, so I should probably just like skip to the seventh or eighth. Spoilers. Well, there's there's other depressing <laughs> shit later on too. <laughs> yeah, that that's pretty much what everyone tells me. They're like, oh, they they did that sad stuff early just because they're gonna hit you with it later, a couple more times. Ugh, so, yeah. Um, I mean, outside of that, I've just been, uh, like, last week I was traveling and I was sick most of last week. Oh, yeah, you went to that event in uh, L.A. Can you talk about that yet? Uh, It depends on when this podcast releases. I know I'm going to do PS Nation's podcast on Monday. Uh, It's probably not be out until either Wednesday or Thursday of next week. um, Yeah, I mean, I could briefly, um, because the embargo lifts on Monday the 21st. Okay. Uh, I went to go see um, Grasshopper. And uh, Gun Ho Entertainment's new game, Let It Die. Mm. Okay, so that's what it was, Andy. Because yeah. uh, we were speculating, we were speculating at that PSX like they said Gun Ho, and we're like, they do all mobile games. We have no clue what what they oh, could yeah. have possibly it's... had. <laughs> yeah, I completely forgot we talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 
Yeah, they are doing a free-to-play game with Grasshopper, the people that did Lollipop Chainsaw and uh, Shadows of the Damned. Mm-hmm. I'm um, really upset uh, about that because that well, used to be that used to be called uh, Lily Bergamo, and then they turn they turned it into that thing, and I was like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, yeah, I'm not too sure about that. I, I, someone there mentioned uh, another game that they used to be worth, or they were once working on. So that was, that was probably it. Yeah, there, it was like, it was revealed in, in like a Tokyo game show like two or three years ago. And they showed this like awesome trailer uh, of like this girl who's like, all you could see is like her, her running and like, fighting and then she's fighting this big mech thing and it looked like kick ass and it was called Lil- Lily uh Lily Bergamo and then like we didn't hear anything about it and then all of a sudden they said oh we scrapped that whole thing and now it's called now it's this game let it die and they showed like the clip of it i think it was either at E3 or or maybe a PSX sound like, with, like the never... hipster, with the hipster uh reaper guy yeah, yeah. uh uncle death or something Oh, is that what his name is? Yeah. Yeah, so it, it was like a totally, totally, like, opposite spectrum looking game than the original, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what uh, happened with that, because um, this is a completely different type of game. This mm-hmm. is a hack and slash roguelike. Yep. Uh, with free-to-play monetization throughout the game. Uh I'm I'm in the process of doing a write-up, which should be up Monday, and then I'll do PS Nation's podcast, apparently, uh, on Monday as well. Uh, I enjoyed what I played of it. Uh, It's one of those things, though, when uh, we play it, they kind of don't show you... They they show you stuff that you'll be able to buy with real money, but they Mm. don't show you the values of it. (laughs) So it's one of those things where, until I know those values, it's really hard to make up a good judgment. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, most of the uh, thing you're buying for is this, like... So the, the the point of the game is you're going through this tower, and each tower, you, you uh, each floor is filled with enemies, and you work your way to an escalator to, to get to the second floor. So when you die, you lose all your stuff, but you can purchase life insurance <laughs> to, to respawn where you're at, or you end up starting back up at the base. Mm. Um, and uh, the... F- monetization stuff is uh crafting weapons it takes time or you can pay money to you know like wait for the to to speed up the the process for the weapon Hmm. and then you can buy a fast pass for an elevator it'll take you up to your previous floor so it's stuff like that pretty normal Uh, like mobile game garbage yeah (laughs) but it it is from uh gunho and that's kind of i believe that's their bread and butter yeah, yeah, that was what we were talking about last time. We couldn't think of what game they were going to be showing at PSX. We're like, they normally do mobile games. Yeah, and they, they keep saying it's going to release soon, so it'll probably be one of those PSX, like, it's out today. Oh, mm. yeah. Oh, that sounds interesting. I love lo- uh, roguelikes. I don't know. I'm not a fan of uh, free-to-play, but I don't know, maybe I'll give it a shot. Uh, the combat seemed really, like, fluid. Like, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, you have to, like, make sure you're paying attention to the enemies. Uh, every animation. So you know when to strike type of deal. Uh, oh. so, uh, it, it could be good, but uh, the free-to-play stuff is the things that... 
bad that's the one thing that will concern me. Now, was this um, was this kind of like a third person type game, like? Uh, yeah, third uh, third person. And it because it the uh, trailers showed like really graphic looking, like high high res textures, you know, lifelike looking characters. Is that what it's still like, or? Uh, a little bit. It, it's it's a lot. It's a little bit more cartoony. Hmm. I think in the first trailer it looked like really dark, but the game I ended up playing was filled with humor. It still had its gore, but there was a sense of humor with everything you were doing. Yeah. Like one of the weapons, my favorite weapon was just an iron, and you would <laughs> stab it into people, and then you would press the steamer for like the <laughs> ultimate kill. So it was it was stuff like that. Interesting. Uh, like you, your character starts naked, so I was just like trying to find whatever like armor I could find and at one point the only thing I could find on the first floor was a uh, a traffic cone. <laughs> so I put the traffic cone on and it was a helmet that gave me like two extra health. <laughs> yeah, so now you're a zombie like the plants versus zombie people. <laughs> pretty Tra- pretty much. Yeah. Uh but in terms of what I've been watching, that's pretty much all I've been watching. So it's PS four, right? Just PS4 only? Uh, yeah, PS4. PS4 cool. should be out soon. Uh, so. I expect did, a write-up on uh, PS Nation. Did on, they say, uh, Monday. Did they say anything about, like, the Pro? Like, are they going to have enhanced stuff for that? or? Uh, when I asked, they said uh, no. Uh, they, they didn't believe they had anything on schedule for that. But, uh, who knows? Ah, cool. Yeah, it's like a free-to-play game. It's like... I don't get too much out of putting in pro enhancements or whatever. Yeah, the, those will come if enough people are playing, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I figured I'd ask for people who are either upgrading or contemplating, and maybe they've been looking forward to this game. So. Yeah, it, it, that's one of the questions I also asked, like, towards the end of my interview. Because I got to interview the uh, director. Uh, I only know what the, his uh, nickname, Shin. Uh, so, uh, apparently, no pro plans currently. Hmm. Okay. Oh, cool. Did you have fun other than that? I mean, did you do anything fun while you were there? Uh, no, nah, not really. I got super jet lagged and oh. like, slept the first night I was there. Jeez. For <laughs> two hours? To... <laughs> uh, it was like, oh, it's a four-hour flight. Oh, I mean, like, it, you're, it was in L.A. and you're in Chicago, right, though? Yeah, so it was only two hours back. Jeez. Well, I just yeah. I just had like a fourteen hour difference where I was, and I went. I was fine. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. A four hour flight would be nothing for you now. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, is that it? Uh, yeah, that was all I was uh, watching. So, Andy, you want to go with your review of Bla- Blaze Blue? Yeah, Blaze Blue, Blah Blue. I'm never like quite sure what it's called. Um. But yeah, so the latest uh, Blaze Blue came out, uh, Blaze Blue Central Fiction. Um, it's obviously the new, newest title in the franchise. Um, Given it a new subtitle, so that usually means like the the bigger changes for the the franchise. And of course, this one's um, pretty different. So, for those who aren't familiar with uh, the Blaze Blue franchise, it's a two D fighting game. Um, a little bit more of like a fast-paced kind of fighting game than Street Fighter. 
So it's it's we got a lot of you know, a lot of mobility characters kind of like double jump and uh, dash in the air and stuff like that. And most of the characters can like do long, multi hit combos and things like that. Um, very big like anime aesthetic to the the graphics and everything. And uh, interestingly, it's one of the few two D fighters that's actually still two D because you think about like uh, Guilty Gear and Street Fighter and uh, Mortal Kombat that are all going like three D graphics, but uh, Blaze Blue is actually still 2D sprites and everything, which is pretty good. I mean, they're high-quality sprites, and they look pretty good on the, on the new consoles. So I guess, like, one of the big calling cards for, for Blaze Blue is that uh, all the characters have a drive move, and the drive move is, like, wildly different between different characters. So, like, one character can, like, control the wind. When she pushes uh, drive, it, she can push herself around the, the stage, or, like, another character, um, when he uses his drive move, he can, like, drain health from his opponent and get some health back and uh, different things like that. So, like, all the characters are really wildly different and uh, all play pretty differently. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at my review for notes. Um, no so, cheating. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, you do that? Load up mine. Yeah, load it up. There you go. <laughs> um, so, Central Fiction is obviously, like, continues the story. Um, Arc System Works makes the game, and they tend to do like these really long and involved stories. Uh, I don't remember if I talked about uh, Guilty Gear on the podcast, but uh, the latest Guilty Gear story was actually like there was no fighting in the game or in the story mode. So this was a little bit better than that, but it's still like I want to say it's ten or twelve hour story, and you only fight like a dozen times or something like that. So it's a lot of reading and uh, listening to characters. Um, it's kind of hard to get into, like. I've actually played all the games in the series, and even I was like, what the hell's going on? So I think it would be kind of hard for people who haven't played the past games to really play the story, but uh, it's there. And then, of course, there's a bunch of other modes. Um, There's like an arcade mode, which is kind of your generic fight through a few battles, different training modes, and uh, combo, practice, stuff like that. Uh, One of the new modes that I really liked um, is called Speed Star. So I seen similar modes in other fighting games where, you know, you have to fight a certain number of enemies in a certain amount of time. Um, Usually, it's just kind of standard rules, and you're just trying to do it as fast as possible, but this one's kind of weird because your character has infinite health, so you're not, you're only playing against the timer. You're not playing against, like, trying to die, but um, the timer's also, like, really uh, difficult in terms of they don't give you a whole lot of time, so the way that you actually have to do it is you have to do specific things that can give you time back. So, for example, like using a super move will give you some time back if you hit with it, or uh, finishing with a special move will give you some time back, things like that. So it's kind of interesting that it kind of encourages you to not only defeat your opponents quickly, but uh, do specific things to try to get time back. Of course, there's um, like this kind of RPG-like mode, so another thing that, that Ark likes to do in their fighting games. So this one's called the uh, Abyss mode, and... You know, typical fighting stuff, but then in between the fighting, you can, like, earn money to spend on uh, different upgrades for your characters, make them faster, or uh, do more damage, or give them extra abilities, stuff like that. So, that's a pretty beefy mode, got a lot of got a content there. Overall, it's, like, there's, like, a ton of characters. I was talking about how they're all unique, and they've added uh, seven more characters, including DLC. So, there's now, like, 35 characters in the game, which is kind of a lot, considering how different they all are. 
um, and then your typical uh, online modes, um, local multiplayer, all that kind of stuff. So um, I was really impressed with um, Blaze Blue of Central Fiction. Um, the franchise has been kind of ho hum for me recently, mostly because it's like you buy the game and you're like, okay, well I know that next year there's going to be a new game out and uh, my characters are going to change and they're going to add more characters and it's kind of like, why should I buy this release and then have to buy it again next year? But um, the developers actually saying that this might be the last release they do for a while. And that's actually kind of backed up because the story finally wraps up and ties up all of the loose ends. Like, the past few games all ended in cliffhangers, and this one finally kind of finishes it. So I think there's some credence to the fact that they might not be doing one, at least in the near future. I could kind of see them taking a few few years break and then coming back. But, but yeah, so the, the fact that uh, I don't feel like I'm buying into something that I'm going to have to upgrade in a year, and the fact that uh, the game's... Generally really solid and got a lot of modes. Um, I ended up coming out pretty positive on it, so I gave it an 8.5 in my review. So is that, um, how how old is this series? Does it go back before the PS3, or is it just PS3? Was uh, it started first? on the PS3. Um, the first, so back on the PS2, and actually even before then, they were working on that Guilty Gear franchise, and then right near the end of the PS2 era, there was some weird stuff that went down, and like, Sega, I think, ended up with the rights to Guilty Gear. And so Arc System Works was like, well, shit, we don't want to have to pay you to do our own series, so we're just going to make our own. So the first Blaze Blue was on the PS3 in around, like, 2008. And I want to say they've done, like, six or seven mainline games in that time, and then they also did a few, like, spinoffs. Oh, that was the other thing. Is some of the new characters are from the spinoffs, which is kind of cool. So, like, one of the characters is from the Blaze Blue manga... And one of them's from uh, light novels, and one of them's from uh, the Vita games, the Vita visual novels. So they're actually, like, drawing in all these characters from other, like, extended universe properties. Yeah, because I, I bought, um, like, I think it was called Continuum Shift. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know what, you know, I had, I had no idea that it was, like, a a series or whatever because i thought it was kind of like a re-release of one of the first ones it was like they kept adding more stuff into it yeah the story mode itself was um kind of continued from the games so continuum shift was like the second game so that would have been you know the second part of the story but in terms of like the characters and everything for the most part it was you know really re-release the same game but now there's you know four new characters and tweak all the old characters and they've obviously like kind of fluxed around on like what specific modes are in the games and stuff like that but uh, for the most part kind of been an even keeled franchise for the past eight years or whatever yeah they were releasing so many of them i I just assumed it was a street fighter ultra turbo type of deal (laughs) yeah they kind of were because for a while they were doing so they'd do like the main game and then they'd do an extend version you know like they did uh Chrono Phantasm, and then Chrono Phantasm Extend, which was like re-release the same game, but with a few minor upgrades, and then and then they do a new subtitle, and then another Extend, and then a new subtitle, so they were kind of bouncing back and forth between kind of re-release-ish, and then new title. So this is obviously new title, it's not a re-release, and I don't know if they'll do Central Fiction Extend. Um, the only low-hanging fruit is there's one character that everyone really, really wants them to add to the game, and for whatever reason, they just haven't added him. <laughs> hmm. 
Like, he's been in the franchise since the very first game. He was in the story mode. And everyone's like, oh, man, this guy's real cool. You should add him to the game. And they've added, like, 20 characters since then, but they still haven't added him. That's usually the way it goes. Yeah. So I could almost see them being like, oh, we're going to release one more version. But now you can play as Jubei. Didn't you want to play as Jubei? Here you go. He's the uh, apology character for when they fuck up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, so I gave it an 8.5. Um, I feel like it's a good release overall, especially for people who like played a few previous games and then kind of got fed up with the release cycle. I think hopefully, you know, they they stick to their guns and give it a rest at least for a few years. Oh, cool. So I guess um, this is kind of like a sore spot for us, but we don't have a lot of um, uh, Western RPG talk on the podcast, so... And then some, somehow, like, every time a Western RPG comes out, it's kind of snatched out of our hands, so, uh, we don't, we, and we don't buy them, so, uh, we've invited, uh, MJC to talk about Skyrim, because that was, like, um, just released on the PS4 not too long ago. Like, two, three weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. Skyrim Remastered. Yeah. Uh, or, no, Skyrim Special Edition. Skyrim Rejiggered. Basically. Yes. So... Uh, we've got him on here to talk about it, and like uh, I think if you guys have listened to, I guess like maybe the first or second episode, we pretty much said we're not going to play this game, so <laughs> <laughs> we still have to serve our uh, Western fans out there. So go at and, it, MJC. <laughs> yeah, and luckily there's a Bethesda fan on staff. <laughs> that's pretty much the only RPGs I play is are Bethesda RPGs and Witchers. And Kingdom Hearts. You play Kingdom Hearts. I don't really consider that an RPG, though. That, that's more oh, just uh-oh. action. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. That could be a big uh, thing for us. <laughs> you're, you're not leveling up that much. You're not, you know. Let's just turn this into a Kingdom Hearts cast. Please, no. Well, at least do your Skyrim <laughs> review first. Okay, yeah. Um. So this is Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Special Edition. It is basically the game... You all played five years ago. Five years ago, right? It was, uh, yeah, 11, 11, yeah. 11. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Bethesda re-released uh, Skyrim, and they've pretty much just improved the visuals, but they haven't done a full like remaster. Like, There's no new textures or anything. It's just a matter of them fixing some of the technical stuff, mainly the frame rate, and adding better lighting and some better weather effects. So no uh, no dragons flying backwards or uh, stuff like that? Uh, no, there are still actual bugs and glitches like that, though. Oh, like sweet. They, they seriously, it seems like they only went in and did some visual tweaks and then made sure the frame rate doesn't take a nosedive. Because uh, I don't know if you guys played Skyrim like on the PS3. I only played it on the PC. Okay, so I played it on the PS3 and... Bethesda, it's like they hated the PS3. Like, the the PS3 versions of all their games are usually the worst port of all their games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, except for the, the Elder Scrolls uh, Oblivion, when they redid the PS3 version, they made it all nicer, I thought. I, I remember there still being some, like, frame rate issues and the usual bugs. Okay. Well, that's kind of like a hallmark for them anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, their their bugs tend to be more fun than frustrating. I, yeah. I mean, it's I not a bug, it's a feature. Pretty much, yeah. 
characters are supposed to shoot to the sky after you hit them with the end of your sword. <laughs> You're supposed so they... to talk to an NPC, and the NPC slowly sinks into the ground. So they polished up all the horse armor and just kind of rejiggered everything, and now they got it on PS4. P- pretty much, actually. Like it, it's like a, a brutal way of putting it, but yeah, like the lighting, the sunlight on that horse is spectacular. The horse might be glitching, but he looks like he's getting proper light. Like, was there a lot of DLC for that? I don't remember too much that came out on PS3. There was a significant amount of expansions, uh, but if I remember, they still had the exclusivity deal with Microsoft where it would be like a couple months before they would hit PS3. Mm. So, And then they would do the thing where it would release on PS3 and it would still have the bugs that they had already had fixed in the 360 version. So then okay. it, you would download it, have like a, a horrible bug, and then you would have to wait for them to patch it. So is all that stuff included now on this disc, or...? Uh, yeah, it's actually uh, integrated into the game, like most of the DLC would be, or you can pick it through the add-on menu at uh, the main menu. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, and uh, there's so much content in these games. Like, Bethesda's really good at making a world that feels like it's living and breathing. So uh, the, the problem I always have with these games is I never bother with the main quest at a certain point because I just want to explore and take missions as they come to me naturally. And that's kind of the trap I've fallen into with the review where <laughs> the main quest is like whatever and I just want to take my sword and go mess around and kill some dragons. <laughs> um, but the, uh, the cool thing that they did with the PS4 and the Xbox One version is they finally added mods. So it has like almost full mod support on the Xbox One. A PS4 version has um, some nerfed mods. So on the Xbox One version, you have up to 5 gigs of mods you can have installed. Hmm. And the PS4 version is limited to 1 gig. Because that was a whole point of contention with uh, the PS4. Like, originally they were saying that they weren't going to have mods. Like, they weren't going to allow them, and then they kind of waffled on it a couple times. Yeah, they came out probably two months before the game was going to be released and said, Sony's blocking it. And then Sony, I guess, came out and said, we want you to Q&A all of the mods, which Mm. Bethesda was like, that's not how mods work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they came up with a compromise, which is, the PS4 version is limited to the one gig, and it cannot use outside assets. Hmm. They can only use assets that are already in the game, which means you're not going to get any of the cool mods that, the cool and crazy mods that you saw five years ago. You're not going to get Thomas the Tank Engine replacing the dragons, or Randy Savage voice work every time uh, you do a shout. It's so it's not gonna. There's not going to be any uh, cock storms or anything going on. Unfortunately. God damn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this means like the Xbox One version has a significant amount of more mods that are a little more out there. Though what comes with that is there's a lot more technical issues with that. Where when you put outside assets in a game, your game will probably break every once in a while. So at least the PS4 version, since you're just rearranging current assets, that isn't that big of a deal. 
Using uh, only in-game uh, assets, what kind of mods are there for the game on PS4? So currently, like I, I just loaded it up, but there's uh, over a thousand uh, mods on the PS4 version. Oh, oh wow! Um, so there, there's a, a good chunk of mods that are just new quest lines, where people just you know, because I guess you know text is no big deal, so yeah. you can just do very simple quest lines. Well, there you uh, go. That's how you get your cock storm in there. You just type cock a whole bunch. <laughs> yeah, you just tell them. Well, what you do is you just have all the chickens and roosters be the enemies. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Uh, so there, there's those mods. There's a bunch of god mods where, you know, you can just be invincible. Uh, there are mods that will mess with the visuals. So, like, I had, at one point, like, seven or eight mods running at the same time, and I never really had an issue. You do lose uh, the ability to unlock trophies, of course, when you do mods. Yeah. Uh, but I've been running uh, a decent amount of different visual mods and then dumb stuff. Like, I made the chickens the size of men. <laughs> <laughs> and they run around, and I fight them to get extra XP because whoever made this mod tweaked their abilities and whatnot. So there's just a bunch of weird stuff already on the PS4 version that you can mess around with. Sounds cool. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty easy to access them, too. It's just, You just need a Bethesda.net account. And once you set up an account, you have full access to the mods that they have, you know, like, whitelisted for the PS4. But, but the game, it, it's the same game that uh, people love. Uh, almost to a fault. Like, it, it, the game came out five years ago, so you notice how the animations are a little bit more stiff than we're used to now. So they didn't, you know, they didn't tweak stuff like that. You'll notice some of the textures are that great, but it's still a great game to play. Yeah. So how much cool. of the, how much of the story did you play, like, on, like, the PS3 version or whatever version you played? Did you... Um... I, I want to say I got close to beating it. Uh, I barely remember. I, I, I'm the worst at that type of stuff because I never take in lore and story like hmm. past me once I finish a game. Yeah. Uh, but I, I put in a significant amount of hours in that game uh, when, when it came out. And then I uh, loaded it up a couple months ago just to refresh my memory. And I loaded it up recently just to, you know, tell myself that it wasn't as bad as I remember. And it turns out it was as bad as I remembered in terms of <laughs> technical stuff. <laughs> oh. Cool. It's, I guess it's not, it's not bad to always have, like, your game brought to the new stuff, you know, new uh, console. I mean, gives you a yeah. chance to relive it and stuff. Yeah, especially, like, uh, frame rate has always been kind of a problem with those games, especially on the PS3. So just having it at a solid, I think it's just at 30, which is kind of a shame that they didn't get it to 60. Um, that, does that have pro enhancements? I don't remember. Um, yeah, they added um, the uh, 4K stuff. Okay. Uh, I so think it's, it's still, upscaling. still probably 30. Yeah, so you're still going to be at 30. I don't have a pro, though, so I haven't been able to compare yeah so i guess like the mods that increase the frame rate on the pc or whatever aren't gonna come over 
No, no. Uh, it's like some of the big patches that the game is famous for, or the uh, mods the game's famous for. Is, is like, there's the unofficial patch, which is like the the big patch that people, or the big mod people made that tweaks a, a bunch of things. That is not available. Hmm. It's only available on Xbox One and uh, PC. So it, it's kind of gimped that way. But like I said, it's it's still Skyrim. It, it's still a great game. It's just running slightly better than it did five years ago, which it should because it's a five-year-old game on a newer console. Yeah. So did you uh, give it a score yet? Um, I think I'm going to just give it a, uh, like an eight. Mm. Uh, five years ago, this game would have been, you know, a nine or a ten. Uh, but enough stuff has evolved that it's kind of. I I wish the uh, the combat felt a little bit smoother, especially coming off games I've played recently. Uh, and then the mods being a little gimped, and then they couldn't get the frame rate up to sixty. Is it's just little things that detract. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess I guess if they would have spent like tons of time getting this totally running like a PS4 game and. You know, got them got some better solution with some of those mods and stuff. Maybe it would be like a nine or so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Maybe that would be their announcement at uh, PSX. Yeah, that okay. that would actually be hilarious because it would get a uh, loud cheer from the team or from the uh, audience. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I got PSVR support in Skyrim now. <laughs> Did they ever release their VR version of Fallout, or is that just a tech demo at E3? I don't know. I thought there was going to be an update, and yeah, I don't think it has come out yet. Oh, uh, mod support for Fallout 4 on PS4. Uh, apparently that happened uh, this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think it, that's a similar situation where they can only use in-game stuff. Uh, yeah, only in-game assets, and they're limited to one gig. So now the other question is, can you do like Skyrim assets and Fallout, or vice versa? <laughs> that that would be interesting. I'm assuming no. Yeah, that'd but, be nice but, if you own both games. If you could, you know, do those kind of mods. Yeah, that that, that would actually be kind of cool. I, I, I would love Nuka Cola available. I'm yeah. sure you could do that. Robots on fighting PC. dragons. I'm, yeah. I'm sure you could do that on PC though. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. But. Well, I think we've pretty much beat this horse. I mean, took his armor off and beat him to death, so. <laughs> yeah. It's the, the blinged out rims. Blinged out sky rims. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and on that note, okay. I guess we got, what we got next, the uh, anime of the month? Yep. So it was my turn. So um, I picked an anime called uh, Puella Magi Madoka Magica. Which sounds like a mouthful. Um, so I was talking earlier about uh, magical girl shows, like um, the you know big example is Sailor Moon. But I guess Steven Universe is kind of a magical girl show, isn't it? Uh, Except yeah, magical actually. guy show. Usually, uh, no, it's... all the gems are are kind of ladies. Okay, so I mean, like usually these shows are kind of like you know some girl gets powers and then she has to use it to fight evil and. Um, I guess 
originally a lot of these shows like Sailor Moon or um, what's the other one? Cardcaptor Sakura. A lot of them are kind of aimed at, at you know young girls. Um, and then the people who were making the shows kind of realized over time that you put cute girls in something and eventually like the anime fans will watch it regardless. So it kind of led to this... Huh? Oh, no, yeah. I said perverts. Sorry. <laughs> Probably true. Um, so eventually they kind of led to like this market of actually making some of these shows meant for like the older audience. So this was kind of one of my first uh, real um, experiences with that because this show's a uh, magical girl show, but like it very quickly uh, devolves into stuff that you wouldn't be showing to you know some younger kids. Um, it, so the, the main... Uh, plot is that the main character Madoka, she meets you know the cuddly cute character who says that they can give her powers and in return she gets one wish um, and she actually kind of like doesn't do it immediately and slowly kind of becomes friends with uh, several other girls who have uh, gained magical powers and kind of learns that um, it's maybe not a good thing uh, I don't kind of want to go too much into it with uh, fear of spoiling it, but basically by the third episode, shit kind of goes down. Um, and it you can kind of, like, get an idea that shit's going to go down, because uh, the girls fight um, witches, and whenever they go into, like, the witches' domain to fight them, it's very, like, unnerving. So it's not animated very traditionally. There's kind of, like, cutouts of uh, people and um, weird, like, shapes, and depending on what which they're fighting sometimes the like different motifs will kind of determine what the what they call labyrinth looks like it's all kind of unnerving and weird and kind of feels off and so that's when you that's like the first clue that that, uh, stuff's not really like what it seems Um, but yeah so the the show is actually a relatively short anime it's only 13 or 14 episodes and uh then they ended up kind of doing two movies that recap the TV series before they did a third movie that uh, continues the series. Um, kind of funny because the TV series itself actually ends, you know, relatively well. Um, it's not like a cliffhanger or anything or anything, but uh, then the movie basically like undoes the ending and redoes it with a new ending that is in some ways less satisfying, but I don't know. It kind of depends on which characters you like, which characters you don't like, whatever. Um, but yeah, so it's it's a pretty good show. Uh, the f- movies are actually on Netflix, so if anybody wants to give it a shot, it's a good place to look it up. I don't know if they're on any other streaming services. I think it might be on Crunchyroll, but I'm not sure. But yeah, so uh, Madoka Magica, it's a pretty good show. Uh, it's the anime of the month. Cool. So who's who publishes that? Um, the show was uh, by Shaft. This is the animation studio. So they're they're also the studio who did that uh, Kizumono Guitar that I talked about earlier. Hmm. Um, and they're kind of they do good animation, but they also tend to do a lot of like quirky stuff in their animation style. Um, a lot of like hard cuts and uh, like just weird things. They're known also for the, they call it the shaft face where someone will kind of be like looking backwards at the camera. I don't know. It's hard to explain. If you Google, um, 
like shaft head or shaft face, you'll probably find the the image like a dozen images of different characters doing like the same pose that they're kind of known for. But <laughs> um, what was the name of this one again? I I, I closed the notes or whatever. Uh, it's called Puella Magi Madoka Magica. Okay, because I I could have sworn this one was like published by Aniplex or whatever, and like originally it was like like. I'm looking on Amazon and like yeah, Anaplex sit. did the localization. You're right. Yeah, so it's like four or five hundred dollars or something if you want to own it. Um, I think I don't know if it was that much. I own this TV series and the third movie. I didn't buy the first two movies, although they did show them in theaters. So I ended up seeing seeing them in theaters when they were uh, in the states. Yeah, it's like three eighty three ninety nine on Blu-ray for. I don't know if this is the whole um, the whole thing or not, but it just says it's like it's got several discs here. Yeah, when I bought the third movie, it was actually it was like a direct import um, with mm. subtitles, so that was a little bit pricier than normal. But I don't remember the TV series being too expensive. But maybe it's partly because it's you know a relatively short show, so. Yeah, there was another uh, podcast that I used to listen to, and they were saying that this was a great um, series, and I got kind of interested in it. And I didn't think it was on Netflix at the time, so I was trying to look at ways I could watch it. And I looked, I looked on Amazon, and I saw like it's so expensive, and I'm like, ah, screw that. (laughs) Yeah, the the two movies, all three movies are on Netflix. I don't think the TV show is, Um, but the movies are pretty good. The there actually isn't too much that's cut from the movies just because, like, taking, you know, 12 episodes or whatever and putting them into to two movies. I think each movie is, like, two and a half hours. So they didn't really didn't have to cut anything. Um, although there is, like, there's a scene at the very beginning of the very first episode that they didn't put in the movie for some reason. I feel it's kind of an odd choice because um, it starts off with, like, this dream sequence and then you see a character and then later on that character shows up in the actual episode. And Madoka actually, like, comments on it, like, hey, I saw you in my dream. And without that scene, you're like, what the hell is she talking about? But if you're watching the TV series version, then you're actually like, okay, well, now I saw her dream, so I know where she saw that. Hmm. That was that was a weird thing. But then the, the movies do add, like, some extra animation for, like, the transformation scenes and stuff like that. So there there is some, some benefit to the movies. Plus the fact that they're a little bit, you know, more self-contained. You don't have to sit through a bunch of episodes. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, I don't think there's anything else to go over, right? I mean, kind of covered everything. Yeah. So let me tell it. you guys about Survivor Series this Sunday. <laughs> Is uh, that some I'm, wrestling I'm or something? Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm just joking. I wouldn't do that to you guys. Okay. Well... Uh, what do you want us to tell us about? You want to you want to plug your podcast now? Uh, sure. Uh, if you guys want to hear more from me, I do a. It's now a, a, a bi-weekly podcast because we were doing too many movies a week. Uh, <laughs> it's called Every Movie Ever. Uh, basically, me and my friend from high school, we pick three random movies off Netflix and spoil and discuss the hell out of them each episode. And. Uh, <laughs> 
the last episode we did was uh, three Airbud movies or Airbud Entertainment movies. What did you call it? The Airbud Cinematic Universe. Yes, it was because it, apparently they all are loosely connected. So yeah. yes, the Airbud Cinematic Universe. Jesus. Uh, you can find that on iTunes at Every Movie Ever, or you can just go to everymovieever.simplecast.fm. So cool. do you pick these movies because you like to watch them, or do you just kind of randomly pick stuff? Um, so the Airbud movie, we actually just pick those. Um, but usually we just use a randomizer and pick three random movies. Hmm. Uh, just uh, just to find new things. Just because I realized when I watched Netflix, I was just kind of rewatching the same stuff over and over again, or stuff I knew I would like. Mm-hmm. So this was a way of just watching random things. Cool. So now that you have you've heard about the Madoka movies, you're gonna watch those on Netflix, right? There's I mean, three... I could add one. Because, <laughs> uh, except I'm looking at it, uh, it's like two hours and eleven minutes. Yeah, that, that, that's a lot of anime. And that's only <laughs> one of the movies. There's three whole movies. See, and then I'll have to complete it because I'm a completionist usually. I'm trying to remember where the first movie ends. It's always like halfway through the series, so it's not the best ending but yeah. you could watch the first two and then that actually gives like an ending because that was where the tv show ended maybe uh our next special we could do a maduka or whatever special i mean we did Airbud. what's the worst that can happen exactly and you can have andy on to talk about it oh yeah <laughs> exactly, with like the yeah. the podcast universe cinematic universe and only if andy watches all three Airbud movies <laughs> oh god Well, I guess uh, at least for our our, our uh, podcast, you can um, contact us with feedback or you know thoughts or comments at uh, sidequests at psnation dot com. Uh, we've got a forum post at the bottom of uh, usually every like post on the psnation dot com with the episode. There's like a link at the bottom for the uh, the actual thread for each episode, so you can click on there. Um, you can leave us feedback in the post itself on PS Nation. Yeah. So, plenty of ways to get a hold of us. Yep. So, I think that's uh, that's a wrap, right? Yep. Sounds good. Yeah, so I guess get out there, play some games, and play some RPGs. And, uh, we'll s- and also, thanks for MJC for joining us. No problem. Anytime there's a Bethesda game, or a Witcher game, I got you guys. Cool. Sounds good. So see, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. See ya. Bye.